it's not the lash they fear. It is my divine power. That I'm a generous god. I can make you rich beyond all measure. I will make a warlord of all Greece. You will carry my battle standard to the heart of Europa. Your Athenian rivals will kneel at your feet. If you will but kneel at mine. Spoiler man, ready your breakfast and eat hearty. For tonight, we podcast in hell. This is spoiler. your host, King Joshinitis of the Midwest lands of Goshen, <laughs> Indiana. Mm. Tonight, we're going to be covering the movie 300. It's by Zack Snyder. He's the director. And this is a Patreon request from a new spoilers patron named patron named Lindsay. But before we get into any of the plot or talk more about Lindsay and her pick, I want to introduce you to my other friends. So... Ja- this is King Joshinitis, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go Westeros to Easteros and tell me your Spartan warrior name. And Lindsay's question, her opening question was, and I quote from her email, I recently saw Nope in a non-air-conditioned full theater during a 95-degree day in Seattle. It was single-handedly the worst movie viewing experience of my life. So I'd like to ask you this. What is your worst movie viewing experience? So honestly, we answered a question like this in an unaired episode that she hasn't heard yet. So we're going to do due diligence and just answer it again. Right, guys? Right? CC. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Dig deep. (laughs) I guess, Lindsay. We'll just answer it again. It's fine. Deep tracks only. Hi, this is Corey, Kylo Ren memes, recording out of Simi Valley, California. Uh, my Spartan name, yes. Josh? You may call me King Laryngitis. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, I dig. <laughs> Why? Because of the voice? Uh, <laughs> That's hard to do. I can't do that frequently. <laughs> Don't ask me to do that again. <laughs> I like when Corey does voices. It's one of my favorite things. I already took a king name, so I feel like, can you just be laryngitis? Yeah, you put a lot of effort into it, Josh. That was really well done. Josh and awesome. Good work, by wow. the way. Can you just yeah. be regular laryngitis instead of king laryngitis? I'll have laryngitis after this pod from doing that. Maybe we could call you Larry for short, actually. Okay, got it. Oh, these questions, these questions. Uh, Well, first of all, hello to the patron. You said Seattle. I wasn't aware of that. I used to live in Seattle, Josh. Uh, I went to a couple movies out there at a, I think the movie theater, it was on Capitol Hill where I, where I lived. It was called, I think the, the pyramid. I want to say the Egyptian, but there's an Egyptian out here. I think that one was called the pyramid. They used to show older movies and that was a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I talked about Morbius uh, many podcasts back, or maybe that was on CineStudy. I, I don't know. No, I, that was here. But we could always use a retelling as classic. 
No, no, no. I, I used to be the person that was probably a bad movie-going partner. Like, I think I was the one that wasn't good to bring to movies because I was always drunk. And I was always, like, getting drunk in the theater. And people would tell me, don't bring in booze this time. And I'd be like, okay, I won't. <laughs> and then I would. And I would think it's really funny that I did it anyway. And I would drink and I would spill it and it would smell. And people, no. would, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of the details of movies I saw while drinking because I would be drunk, obviously. Um, but I remember going like, there was like a run of horror movies I saw in 2006 or seven. And I was just wasted every time. One of them was The Hills Have Eyes, the remake, you know, the, the one that got pretty popular. Another one was Silent Hill. Um, I don't remember liking either of those movies very much, but again, didn't remember them. Rewatched House on Haunted Hill later. It's actually pretty good. But anyway, Josh, I, I don't have many specifics. I think we've covered this one into the ground. Uh, I was the bad movie going partner. I'll say that. That is a new interesting story. You've been telling us some really cool stories lately, including if you go back to the Mr. Freeze episode, how Kylo played with toys as a child. A wholly unique experience. I'm sure you've never heard anything like it. But anyway, who is next, Westerostis? I'll go next since I'm next, West. Uh, Mikey, recording from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I guess my Spartan name would be Michael the Tired. So they don't expect too much from me. <laughs> I can sit in the back of the phalanx <laughs> and just kind of hang out, sip a brew, stay out of the way, don't get stabbed. Uh, Bad movie experience, I don't really ever have a bad experience at the movies unless it's a bad movie, but there's just, I think I brought this up uh, for the previous question, this or for the last time this was asked, but I saw a rock movie like Towering Inferno, a remake or something, I don't know, uh, but the electricity went out and I didn't get to see like half of the movie, never got my money back wasn't that interesting of a movie so i didn't bother trying to get a, a replacement ticket so just kind of left like one fourth of the way through the movie was that skyscraper lost. oh skyscraper that's what i was that's gonna what say it is, yeah. oh god that movie's awful towering inferno is a good movie mm -hmm. and so yeah it clearly was not a remake of that with, with oj simpson his finest work oh uh, yeah it was his own thing and it was bad i still have not seen that whole movie uh so it's that bad. I I just never even finished the movie. Uh, who's next, Westus? Stevie? Is that me? How do you not know the East to West order at this point? Ah, okay. I'll go. This is Stevie. Uh, I am the next Weestus. Step apparently. right up. Um, my Spartan name, kind of bummed that Corey went on this route, would be uh, Diverticulitis, because uh, I always have super stomach issues. And I would also use that an excuse not to fight uh, in the Spartan army because, I mean, Lord knows I'd be killed instantly. Um, is <laughs> Give this baby milk to see if he give can live. Give him milk, boys. <laughs> <laughs> when they say you can't drink goat's milk, they'll chuck you down that pit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, it's not gonna I'm, I've said a plethora of bad movie, ex bad movie experiences I've had. Um, I'll just say one that I gave a stranger which was um, my wife had just graduating, had graduated nursing school in Muncie. And um, we went out for like drinks and dinner before we went and saw Hunger Games Catching Fire. And in that dinner included like two really sugary margaritas and a really greasy burger from Outback. And 
I just remember like letting this tiny little bit squeaker out uh, in the uh, in the mm. movie theater. Like, I mean, just this tiny little squeaker because my stomach was on fire. <laughs> I was like, if I just let this out, it'll cure it. And I knew instantly it was going to be bad. Like, it was one of those that hits your nose <gasps> immediately. Oh, brother, this guy stinks, <laughs> dude. You're Literally. not. You're not far from it. <laughs> This woman who was like two, like a row in front of me and two seats to the right diagonally literally screamed at the top of her lungs, oh my God. <laughs> she thought you shit your pants. Dude, I, it was so bad. And I couldn't exit the theater right away after she'd already made that scene. So I had to like wait another 10 minutes while I was in excruciating pain to go. So that's my story. It probably smelled like uh, Xerxes orgy in that theater. Dude, it smelled like death. That's the only way I can describe it. Like death. <laughs> uh, this is Paptidius recording. Pappy. Before, wait, wait, wait. Paptidius. Paptidius. Wow. Yeah. But go ahead, Jack. B- uh, ruin my joke. I need Mikey's Spartan name. I didn't get it. Uh, Mikey the sleepy or something. The tired or something. I don't know. Just, I don't want to be involved. I, I want to be the greasy guy that stays behind and gets stabbed by the queen. <laughs> That's who I want to be. <laughs> You're like, Mikey, the, this better not take more than 90 minutes. That's like your- Yeah, can this fight wrap up pretty quick? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pappy, I'm so sorry. What is your Spartan no, name? I my name is not Pappy. No, I'm not Pappy. I'm Paptidius. Paptidius, recording from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I like the direction that we've taken Lindsay's question. Um... I remember one time when I lived in Denver, Colorado, I think I was also drunk going to the movie theater and it was Denver. So, you know, anyway, I was at the movie theater and I was hungry. So I had this big thing of popcorn. I used to just like load it up with butter to the point where the bottom of the popcorn thing would be all Ew. buttery and gross. Ew. Right? <laughs> gross. So I, oh God. And I would sit with it between my legs. Right. So I would be unaffected by the butter, the seat, not so much. It got, work through the ring. Jesus Christ. Right? How much fucking butter are you putting on? (laughs) Listen, the pap pap grease was so real. The thing of it is, on that particular day, when I went to see The Last Jedi for like the third or fourth time, I was sitting in the wrong seat. What? And so these people came up to me and were like, hey, you're in our seat. I was like, oops, my bad. And then they looked at the greasy pap grease behind in the chair and they were just disgusted and they left and they came back with like, arms full of napkins <laughs> just wiping the pap grease Gross. off the chair i was just two seats down from them all high and drunk and didn't offer to help and very embarrassed i booked it out of there so i was the bad guy that think day. of the story they tell about you pappy like on their podcast they're oh, talking right. about this same story For but from the sure. other side they're like this gross disgusting grease bowl motherfucker yeah. was there 100 bloodshot eyes smelled of liquor and just greased <laughs> everything he touched up like a slug <laughs> If we're gonna if we're gonna throw ourselves under the bus ruining someone else's oh I me and Stevie went to like see Dark Knight and we each had Reuben sandwiches that we brought in <laughs> I think Dude, we ruined it for other the people. Reubens were so smelly like <laughs> Reubens from where uh, Arby's Arby's <laughs> the finest deli establishment the, the we were so, I remember we were so hungry and I, I think I remember just like ordering a Reuben and Mikey was like oh yeah that sounds good too and we snuck him in. And when you go into a movie theater, you don't realize like, like smells are going to travel quick. 
and the sauerkraut mixed with the Thousand Island was just flying through that, <laughs> through, just flying through that theater. Immediate heads turned around when we unwrapped these bad boys. Yeah. This is Josh from Goshen. Hey, Josh. And if you want a taste of nostalgia and the best Reuben in town, hit up Southside Soda Shop. It's on South Main Street. Anyway, who's uh, next Westeros? I think we got one guy left. Who is it? Brett. Oh, me. I was just trying to figure out. If I got Hello. For getting paid for that advertisement. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, I don't know. I guess I would be called. Bretonius the bulldozer. I don't know. That's the mm. best I could come up with. Dozer. Um, there we go. That's exactly why. Um, but he wouldn't be very good in a battle. He'd be sleeping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's, but a good boy. Oh, yeah. As long as he stays <laughs> safe. I don't care what happens to me. Um, but I haven't thought about this in a while. Uh, I guess my worst movie going experience was a friend of mine in eighth grade. We went and saw. We bought tickets for. Bean? Remember when Bean. Bean Bean came out like 97, 98? Yeah, I like that movie. And we watched like five minutes of it and it was so dumb we left. And we didn't go see anything else. We just like called his dad and like we want to go home. Brace yourself. What is Bean? Like Mr. Mr. Bean? Bean? He goes to LA. Uh, yeah. This one was just oh. called Bean. You know what? I think the only movie I've ever walked out of was uh, the parody of this movie. Oh, it's, I tried watching it. It's so bad. Yeah, I think that's the only movie I've ever gotten like a refund on because I left within like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Wait, and like, yeah, you watched fine. a parody of the Meet the Spartans? Yeah. I went with friends. I'm not going to this obviously by myself. Like I think what's, I went with a bunch of Steve, friends. Steve, you might know. What's that, what's that uh, screenwriting duo called that does all those really bad movies? So there's a bunch of them. Um... But they like did like date movie, epic movie, Meet the Spartans. And they like, did all the worst ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, not funny or though. something. No, I know Mason was involved in a few of them because he was a starving artist, and it's shocking that he's doing like crazy work now. Do you guys think that about does it for opening questions? Like, did they also do the one where it's like no? Okay. Oh, uh, there's like a, <laughs> almost. Josh. I mean, we were in the middle of <laughs> movie forty three. Okay, movie forty three is great. By the way, do not sleep on movie forty three. I've never seen it. It's considered one of the worst movies of all time. That sounds like a future spoilers pick to me. Yeah, I think Jason Freeberg and Aaron Seltzer did a bunch of these. That's exactly. Freeberg's definitely one of the guys, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Josh. Zzz. Pappy, why are we doing 300? Because Lindsay, our new patron member, she actually threw out two movies to us. I think it was like 76's Wicker Man and 2006's. 300. So what made us go with this? The Wicker Man's from 1973. Sorry. I think we did an internal vote. I voted for 300. Did anybody vote for Wicker Man? I think I, I did. Yeah. I don't think so. So everyone I, but Stevie. I, yeah. I think I voted for Wicker Man and then when they found out that I liked this movie, everyone changed their vote because spoiler's <laughs> favorite pastime is making fun of me. So We have hey, we, we have got what you point. like. We have gotten to the point, Josh, though, where she had to say, I don't even know all the movies you've covered. Have you done these? That's kind of cool. Our catalog's so big, she couldn't even scroll through it. It's not only big, it's girthy. She doesn't seem like the most dedicated fan, does she? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a casual. I think that pretty know? much does it for <laughs> housekeeping tonight. <laughs> These transitions are intense. <laughs> Josh wants to get things going. No fucking small talk, bitch. He just, he buzzed off Brett earlier. He said, Bzz. Listen, I don't know what? if I mentioned this, but tonight's trivia is like wholly unique. So I want to have time for that when we get to it. So. <laughs> tonight's episode is all about the trivia. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. But, you know, we got a trivia here. To get but Josh to. made a trivia. So if you don't mind, we're going to just kind of cut right to that. Guys, the film by Zack Snyder, 300, it starts off with a cold open of sorts. Brett, what does a normal Spartan boy go through to become a man? Child abuse. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but can't say it's not effective. <laughs> But yeah, they go and they get the crap kicked out of them. They learn how to fight and train and then they get kind of sent out into the wild and it's like either bring back something beastly or whatever or don't come back at all. So I think he's gone for a while. So it's pretty brutal. But when he comes back, they're like super pumped. So, Mikey, get into some more of these details. What does this boy go through and what's the famous beast that he tackles that Brett's alluding to. Well, first of all, you got to pass the baby test. And if you're not a perfect mm -hmm. young baby at the as soon as you're born, <laughs> you're tossed off a cliff uh, onto a pile, onto a, a pile of dead baby skulls. So. A1 Alpha Prime. <laughs> yep. I like that the baby test is on the cliff too. So there's no muss, no fuss. You can just drop the baby as soon as you find <laughs> no the cord, No court deciding anything at this trial uh, where you're Decided if you live or die oh as a pristine baby. <laughs> um, and then if you pass that, then you're kind of just like beat up uh, for your whole childhood. You're just like training. You're fighting a much older, stronger man who's like slapping you around, just toughen you up. And then like, yeah, like Brett said, I wasn't really paying attention to the test. Uh, I wasn't aware that they, I thought they just had to survive. I didn't know that they had to bring something back, but he ends up killing the wolf from the gray, which is obviously a 1,200 pound <laughs> Volkswagen beetle size. Okay. Wolf <laughs> of Josh's trivia lore. Yes. <laughs> this is the one he was thinking of. Who do you guys think is the modern day equivalent of the guy that's like judging the baby on the side of the cliff? I got my money on Judge Samuel Alito. Do you guys? Not far off. Oh, dear God. Got any good ones? Uh, How do you know the names of judges? Well, uh, what's the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, what's the woman from Notre Dame? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, the woman's Barrett. Jesus, Amy. It's Amy. Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else, you guys? The details of like how a boy becomes a man, becomes a warrior, in here that we're like missing because I think they're telling us a lot about that but also Spartan society here at the beginning. <laughs> Steve, you scoff at that? <laughs> I feel like you're setting, the, setting yourself up for failure. Like you're tossing a lot of dudes down that pit. Yeah, I mean, not all of them. You know, not every baby is going to be, you know, perfect out of the gate. I mean, 
They're what are they looking for? You know, they're throwing babies off that could potentially, you know, could have led that society to have a cultural footprint in this world, but they never did. Could have been Stephen Hawking. Yeah, they threw off of there. <laughs> Guys, are we it's not like any inventions okay. came out of Sparta. <laughs> they were mindless. Do you they like- were mindless idiots. <laughs> Do you- <laughs> they were. <laughs> Do you like this cold open, Josh? Do you think it's effective for establishing Spartan lore? I think it does a good job of showing what the main character has gone through. And like, I think like Kylo said right off the bat, there's a lot of trauma involved, like for real. But we get past this cold open. And before we get to any fighting, there's a section of movie that's basically like the political setup of the 300 stand for lack of a better term. So Stevie, I was hoping you could start diving into kind of this political section. It starts off with a Persian, uh, what are they called? They're like the group that comes to just like say, the hey, messengers let's talk about messenger. Peace. Yeah. Not very emissary, not very parlay. Emissary. Yeah. Sir. I mean, one of them calls them the emissary, but uh, I think the guy in the beginning is just really just the messenger. You see how the guy gets kicked in the kicked in the uh, pit, Josh? He's a he's a herald. Yeah, man, start walking us through this section. So pretty much, it's being explained to us. <clears throat> First off, there are a shit ton of Greek city states. Sparta is just one of them. And long story short, this messenger comes to say. Xerxes is just dominating the game right now. Like, there's really no point in putting up a fight. Just accept what's going to happen, and you guys can live. Your women will be taken as slaves. Your children will be put in certain armies. You guys will be good to go. And there's a deleted scene where he says, It's like if LeBron and Steph had a baby. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This messenger is like, You know, out of all the Greek city-states, you guys are the dumbest. Like, really, just play ball. And Leonidas isn't having any of that. And in classic Zack Snyder fashion, everything in every scene is slow motion and lamentation music. So all you hear is a woman screaming the entire movie. (laughs) Choose your next words carefully, Leonidas. They may be your last as king. And what's great about these scenes is you hear that woman screaming the entire time. Whether it be Leonidas sniffing his nose looking back at Cersei or deciding what to do or even hearing wind lamentation music. (laughs) So when Leonidas kicks the dude in the pit and everyone else is getting murdered or the messengers along with are getting stabbed and butchered and thrown in the pits, more lamentation music. Madman, for a madman. Earth and water. Well, you'll find plenty of both down there. No man, Persian or Greek, no man threatens a messenger. 
will bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. Oh, I've chosen my words carefully, Persian. Perhaps you should have done the same. This is blasphemy. This is madness. Stevie, you're talking about like the the audio aspect of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a there's a very specific and unique Zack Snyder, like kind of trademark style that goes with that. But also the visuals, right? This movie looks very unique. It does. At least it did at the time. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. Like I uh, think it was like really one of the first of its kind to look that way. Like a big movie like this. Bad? How would you describe the look, Pat, uh, Stevie, to someone that hasn't seen it? Um, I don't even know if monochrome's the right word. Right word. Uh, pretty much any color taken out of any scene, uh, sharply. Um, anything that could be shiny is really shiny. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's an odd look. How do I put this? It's almost like. Everything's brown. Do you want to know the official definition? If bronze were a movie, Zack Snyder would, you know, take it personally and try to make that movie. What's the official definition? You crush the black content of the image and enhance the color saturation to change the contrast ratio of the film. They called it the crush. The crush. Yeah, it gives it like a very distinct golden sheen, right? Like this movie, when I thought of it, it's, it was exactly as I remembered. Like it had like a golden tint to it. So it looks, uh, you know, unreal. It's a uh, kind of like fairy tale-esque in a way, or maybe like just fantasy-esque. Like it's meant to be otherworldly. it. Yeah. And it encapsulates yeah. that in the way it intends. I think if you like it or not, that's really just a matter of preference. But I think he mm-hmm. did what he was trying to do, certainly. Madness. This is Sparta! To what end? Like, I don't... Anybody like it? No, I don't like it at all. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a, like to me with a story like this, it feels like you'd want to lean into all of the different colors of ancient Greece, right? Like in the red of the blood that he's so like excited to show squirting everywhere. I, I don't get what's the, what's the point of this washing out effect. thought he wanted it to look like the graphic novel. That and I think he was trying to say the Spartans weren't very bright. So let's suck that color out. I don't think that's what he's saying at all. <laughs> it definitely looks like a graphic novel. I'll give him yeah. that. But uh, Stevie, to why say that it looks good is a lie. Stevie, why are you racist against Spartans? You're coming hard at their intelligence. I wouldn't say I'm racist against Spartans. Their impact to society. They had zero cultural like, like impact on the world. Except for they were like the only culture in the world at the time and probably ever to that point where women enjoyed actual status in Society. According to who? They have very, Uh, very little 
like um, history like left behind from their societies. Look, they fix According the wage to who? gap. According to who? Scholars? Yeah, I could, I could do that too. <laughs> Scholars. Are we having a culture war over Greece right, <laughs> right now? Pappy. Josh. This emissary gets kicked in the pit. It's very dramatic. We were very hard on Aragorn for doing the same thing, if you remember. And in real life, I think this is interesting because real life in Sparta, they felt really bad about this incident. From the little that's left behind, guys, what I've learned <laughs> is that this happened about 10 years before this actual battle. And between that time of 10 years, Sparta felt so bad about it and felt like they were getting bad luck from killing these emissaries. They sent two Spartan warriors, like 300 level warriors, to Xerxes and were like, Hey, we want you to execute us to make up for what Whoa. we did to the emissaries. <laughs> That's hardcore. Yeah. If you have a pit of despair, you can kick us down <laughs> it if you want. <laughs> Xerxes be said, no, I won't lower myself that to that. And he sent him back. So that's kind of official history, kind of interesting. But also in real history, Pappy, hmm. before Leonidas can fully engage in warfare, he needs to hit up some Appalachia folk, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these, this is the backwaters of Sparta, the bayou nice you know and i hear what you're saying brett that it looks like the graphic novel i guess and and i think that really shines through in some of these scenes too when he's like climbing the rock face right and like you see a like a shot like that and you're like this feels like a panel in a graphic novel so i'll commend it for that i I guess i don't really know how they're getting up and down if it requires like the king of sparta to like boulder like Free Solo. What was that movie that we watched? Higher, like up this mountain. It seems, <laughs> it seems insane. But Maybe yeah, they so have their own entrance. That could be. Who hosted that? Uh, so, but these guys really wield <laughs> the power here, and I do think for a two-hour movie, I feel like it gets just enough of the lore. Because I mean, this isn't supposed to be historically accurate, right? And there's some mythicism. To this, and I actually like the look of these guys. They're all warded out and nasty. Like I love this prosthetic look. Kind but, of like orcs. But by plot point, what kind of happens here when they like tap on the nude girl's shoulder and say like, "What's what's going on here?" Pray to the winds. Sparta will fall. All grace will fall. Trust not in men. Honor the gods. Honor the Karnir. The king's climb down is harder. Pompous inbred swine. So she's an oracle. She doesn't make cookies like the nice one in the Matrix. This one is a sex slave to the warp people. It's tough stuff. And they don't they don't want to go to war because there's some sort of 
festival of the gods or a god or something that's happening. And so they say, they put the kibosh on the whole thing. You can't go to war. And they have the final say, according to Spartan. Are law. they like paid off to say that? Is that Definitely. kind of yeah. right? That's like the real deep politics, right? The one guy who like rapes Cersei later is all like in on that, right? Yeah. And you see it with the uh, Leonidas's face on the coin. Like I said, I this isn't trying to be Game of Thrones or even like I would say it's not even trying to be like Lord of the Rings in terms of like politics. This is all like it's just enough so that way we know like everyone's against Leonidas in the situation, right? Like everything's supposed to like a corrupt situation, a corrupt, you know, government. Uh, he's the freedom fighter. It's like it's trying to like draw a baseline. One good guy versus the world, basically. This also has the crazy shot where the black guy fades to black and you can only see his eyes. That is insane. <laughs> That's wild. An insane shot. <laughs> I don't want it's somehow it seems problematic i don't know how it just seems like a problematic <laughs> shot <laughs> watching it didn't feel right Zack snyder's vision kylo i want to toss it to you next leonidas goes against the oracle against the council against this theron guy and he kind of finds a loophole before we get into beginning of actual physical battle, what are the last steps here as he's on his way out of town? Well, I just want to say that, you know, aesthetically, this movie, we talked about how it's, I guess you could say divisive, right? The slow-mo and speed-up aspects, which we'll probably talk about more in the battle scenes and uh, some of the choices that you kind of see like permeate throughout this movie and other Zack Snyder movies. I think one instance where it does work really well is when the Oracle is like inhaling the drug and is like, I don't know, getting taken over by the old gods or whatever it is, whatever like mysticism they have going on in that particular scene. And like the slow-mo of her like, um, I guess like absorbing the spirit or whatever you want to call it, where she's like moving like as almost as if it's a dance. I think that works really well. And I do think the audio that goes along with this movie, the score specifically, but the sound design in general is pretty good. I know Stevie knocked it earlier, uh, but I think it works well for the uh, their beats they're hitting in the movie. Uh, but you're talking about the Spartans going to war. Leonidas can't actually go to war officially, right? As part of like their government, he can't like declare war or bring out their full army. So his loophole is that he brings out 300 of his best men. And he, I guess, just says, I'm going to go on a walk. But everyone kind of knows what's really going on. He's going to go uh, face off against the Persians with the few men he has. He kind of has like a strategy in his mind that he thinks they can hold them or at least die gloriously. So that's kind of what they're heading out to do. This is a real part of history too, where in the real history it's recorded that he chose warriors that had a son already. So like their lineage would go on. So there really was like that signal to these guys like, Hey, this is it, you know, are you going to skip over the Cersei 
bags, the sex scene, Josh. Steamy. I have a note right after we get past the battle to talk about Cersei's whole arc, but if you want to get into it, Pappy, I mean, feel free. Talk about (laughs) Cersei's whole. Bizarre pause there, Josh. Yeah, real bizarre pause. (laughs) First of all, Lena Headley. I think she's good in the movie as Gorgo. Totally fine. Um, The sex scene, though, a little bit over the top for my taste. I don't think we've seen a sex scene like this since Desperado. Team America. Yeah. <laughs> what was the what, Desperado? Was that Good the one times. with Sama Hayek? Good times. Yeah. Shit, I'm gonna call. Oh yeah. Where they're just like hitting it from every angle in the sex scene, and like, I don't know. It's also got this weird like, it's like a slow mo sex scene, right? And he's doing these slow mo thrusts, and she makes a very specific noise each time he thrusts in this different position. It's very uncomfortable. I I <laughs> I don't know. I don't really enjoy the sex scene. There's a thin layer of creepy across the whole movie. Just <laughs> <laughs> a filter of like graphic novel uh, Zack Snyder trying to make gross stuff really gross. Like, I don't know. It could have been everything like Xerxes does is pretty gross. Got a lot of freaks, freaks in his stable of, of concubines and stuff. A lot of weirdos going around. I don't like her arc very much at all maybe that's why i had the weird pause earlier brett do you let's just get into it i call her cersei because lena is it lena 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 yeah headley she she's a very headley i like headley she's a very lauded actress and i think this is one of the things that really casts her into the limelight and there is this awkward slow-mo nude scene but i also think there's like some speeches to the council she gives i don't know if that's really strong stuff guys because she's a woman yeah what are you saying josh hmm <laughs> so the one just kidding. <laughs> the one flaw of this movie is the woman josh <laughs> i mean what she's not fighting what do you want her to do she's got no power really uh She's tricked into being sexually assaulted by the creepy guy. Uh, I don't know. She's just trying to like sub- give more troops to her husband. And like that's her whole arc is trying to get more troops to her husband. And she gets like tricked. And uh, then she has to stab that guy. Like about it. It's got like 10 minutes of screen time. It's all about the boys, Josh. Don't focus so heavy on Lena Hedy. Hedy. <laughs> Pap's the one that demanded we talk about her now. I just don't know how you're going to skip over the sex scene. It's a pretty prominent part of the movie. (laughs) Just let me host. I'll get to it. Get to it. Was it necessary? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Neither one of her sex scenes were necessary. But I love the way you summed that up, Mikey. She she's trying to get troops for her husband because he's out on this hapless mission, and. For some reason, they have to have this Theron guy who tricks her into being assaulted, and then he backstabs her. Stuff's, it's really tough. Like, you hate to see it. He backstabs her twice. Ooh. You were uh, talking about them going off to battle, Josh. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I thought was just kind of funny, it's, it's a very small thing, but they like are really hyping themselves up. You know, they say... Only the hard and the strong may call themselves Spartans. And then, like, they head off to battle. But then there's one dude in the front playing a double clarinet. 
<laughs> and I'm like, that ain't very hard. Like, <laughs> he's the toughest. He's the toughest bastard in the 300. Contrasting the hard and the strong, Brett. There's a semi-Spartan, kind of in the shadows, almost golem-like. His name is Ephialtes. Ephialtes. I don't know. Ephialtes. Ephialtes. Quasimodo. He's a hunchback type. Yeah, exactly. Brett, fill us in on what starts going down with him and what this character's like. I beg you, bold king, to permit me to redeem my father's name by serving you in combat. My father trained me to feel no fear, to make spear and shield and sword as much a part of me as my own beating heart. I've always thought he looked like Steve-O in prosthetics, but... Um, <laughs> God. Yeah, dude. Yeah, look at it again. Just watch it. I mean, I've always felt that way. Obviously, it's not him. Dude, um, that's good. If I ever meet dude. Steve-O, I'm going to be like, you are amazing in 300. <laughs> dude. Um, so he was, in this story at least, he was like snuck out of uh, Sparta when he was a baby because he was deformed. And his father, I think maybe was a hoplite warrior or something, but he trained him how to be the best warrior he could be. But his like dream is to be a Spartan and he wants to help. He wants to do anything. Uh, and he goes and shows that he can do part of what they need him to do to be a Spartan warrior, but he can't do all of it because his left side of his body is not very strong. Uh so he couldn't really do the phalanx uh, fighting style and it would just leave like a kink in the armor and chink in the armor, whatever, whatever he said. And that would just put other people at risk. Have any of you guys got like cut from an athletic team or anything? Like I remember I was cut from sixth grade baseball all-stars team. <sighs> One time mm, I got was, cut one time. It was the freaking worst. It's tough. Yeah, I got well, cut before it? it sucks. Tenth grade baseball. JV baseball. Stevie? Oh, mine was eighth grade basketball. Not meant to be though, because I'm I'm not very tall. Pappy, you're not very athletic. I know you were cut. <laughs> no, multiple I was, things. I was never cut from anything. I was always varsity. If I wasn't going to be varsity, I was just going to quit. That was my, <laughs> Damn straight. My, my attitude. I think it's safe to say, though, that this character is like, he's devastated in this moment. Do you, where do you guys come down on this decision? Dude, from? Leonidas is lying. He's lying to him. Because they don't use the phalanx for more than two minutes. In this Dude, movie. thank you. Leonidas breaks protocol instantly. So, I feel like they could have won if they stuck I to the phalanx. Don't think they. Li I don't think he lied about it, but I think he could have easily mm -hmm. like taken him with him and then sent him Put out him there. Put him in front. Put yeah. him in front. Exactly, and then they all be. Let him die a hero's death. Just have him watch the sheep trail. That's all you got to do. Oh yeah, yeah. You know how they had the other side, like whole army of like barbarians from the other parts of Greece? Mm -hmm. Why not just stick them in there and be like, you are like their Spartan representative? I don't know. That's not really what he wanted, though. An interesting dude, you can't just like expect to join the varsity. Yeah, I know. He looks, exactly. like, he looks yeah. like riding the bench your whole life. I mean, he looks like the stomach baby from Total Recall. Like, 
What is he expecting? Kuato? Yeah, Kuato. He looks like Kuato. <laughs> like, you think he's going to go out in the front row and like be next to King Leonidas? He's delusional. Steve. Stevie. Yeah. He, Leonidas literally looks at him and he's like, I know you're pretty good at basketball, but I don't think you can play here at Concord. Maybe you should go to like Jimtown or Elkhart Christian. Yep. I mean, <laughs> like a joke works no matter where you are in the world. It, it does <laughs> work. That joke's not meta one bit. Um, but like the dick part People that people understand the dick part that Leonidas did was like this dude's like pouring his heart to Leonidas. He's like showing him how strong he is with the spear. He's telling him like my dad raised me to do this. Rah rah. Leonidas is sitting there, and Leonidas is like, "Raise your shield," and the look on his face is just pure like terror. He's like, raise it. And that's when he says, no dice, bro. He will, like, he offers him to pretty much be, I mean, I wouldn't even call it like, uh, you he's know. He's the manager. He's the manager. I wouldn't even call it medic. Like, he's not even medic. He's just, I don't even call it, groundskeeper maybe of war. I would have put him in the back. And you know how, you know, after they fought and everyone left, they'd always go out and kill the rest of the people that were injured. That would be a perfect job for him. Mm-hmm. Guy go in the back, just <laughs> sticking his spear down and stabbing the guys crawling around. Yeah, he can go just be like, yeah, kills, I had, had three hundred kills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had the most kills. Mikey knows. He's the guy. That. He's the guy uh, counting the Call of Duty scoreboard. Nine kills, one assist. <laughs> no, <laughs> Two it's all, shots for that guy. Got fifty assists, zero kills. <laughs> Josh, what up? You're the social justice warrior. I wanted to I'm ask not. you. You are. You really so are. So I tried to I tried to seek out some criticisms of this movie and people feel very strongly, not surprisingly, about some of the aspects of this movie. And one of the criticisms I saw was this movie's ableist. Do you okay. agree with that? Uh what in what context are they saying that? It's war. They were saying it's ableist based on the way that Quasimodo gets treated. Ah. It's war. I think we had just covered that in saying like if you had a disability that prevented you from performing at a high level on the basketball court, you're not making like the Concord basketball team, right? Like or a baseball team. You have to throw basketball life. in there constantly. Well the other thing is is like Or baseball. He doesn't or, let this guy that help. That was my sport. Sorry, Stevie. <laughs> he doesn't let this guy help and this guy's the downfall of him, right? So it's like it's specifically Leonidas not is a ableist. very black and white yeah. character, is he not? I mean, that's for better or for worse, that is what he is. And I think that is a major flaw. I don't think we're supposed to see him as a perfect person. Like he should have thought to just okay, just watch this trail or yeah, help clean up the dead or something. Then he wouldn't have been in, I don't know. Gotten killed. He did so offer thing, him a position like that. You know, he was like, "You can like, you know, bring us water and help us like carry out the dead." He said something like that, and the guy's like, "No, fuck like that." The Bobby, he's Bobby Boucher. In the yeah. real history of this story, and I think this storyline is actually better. And I wish they went with it in this movie. When he goes to the Oracle, it's not like this political bullshit. She instead says, "Either Sparta falls, or a king of Sparta has to die." So. That doesn't that make his decision to do this make so much more sense, Pat? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he said something earlier, right? Like when he first meets with them, that he hopes he gets assassinated because then all of Sparta would be a yeah, war. yeah. 
Well, I don't know if he says he hopes, but he does say, hey, we'd be if lucky I do get, if I yeah. do get killed. Hey, we're going to win this war. So mm-hmm. he wants a death for sure. But Kylo, get us into the beginning of this battle. There's the phalanx. Why is that the best? Is that the best part of the movie? And why is it so? Yeah, uh, that's what this movie is, right? And I think that's what a lot of people remember from this movie. This is uh, how it will exist in your memory is a a war movie about a specific battle with a lot of action. The first one, you know, things kind of escalate and that's cool, I think. It's good storytelling. But the first one is against like the regular soldiers, which appear to just be like slaves. At times, the battles are very cinematic in nature when they're following a single character from the Spartans or a couple of them. And maybe sometimes they're like double teaming guys. And, you know, obviously Snyder injects his own flair into those scenes with the slow-mo and speed up and his very specific type of music uh, that, you know, later became a meme, that ancient lamentation style music, which I, I think works in this movie pretty well. But the sometimes the battles work well. And that's when I think you can follow a character and you can see more sometimes it's chaotic and that's okay too when it's meant to be chaotic like when a battle starts that's to kind of like just show like you know two opposing sides like slamming into each other you get that a lot in these old movies of of war you know before people used guns but sometimes like it's really hard to tell like what's going on and where the characters are in conjunction to this narrow pass and how many of them there are like, sometimes you really lose your place in these battle scenes. And, you know, that there's so much fighting that I think that's inevitable for a movie like this with extensive battle scenes. But in this first one, you do get a really good uh, extended tracking shot of King Leonidas whooping ass, slow-mo speed up, spearing guys. It shows, like, all the training that we saw earlier in his youth, like how it pays off for him in the battlefield. And that's cool. 300 crawled so Wonder Woman could run. These are the exact same fighting scenes. Uh, speed up, slow down type of. I love that King Leonidas dark. run though. I love it so much. For as much, so as many faults as this movie has, when, Le- when Leonidas breaks ranks and you kind of like, like Corey's saying, you're doing that zoom in, speed up, zoom mm-hmm. out, you know, zoom in kind of stuff. Actually, it works really well in this movie. It does, yeah. And like you guys said, it does defy kind of like the logic of their intended strategy (laughs) at Uh, times. I disagree. But that's okay sometimes, right? When they're facing it, there's 300 of them. Let's say there's 2,000 guys coming at them. When they break ranks, it doesn't really seem realistic unless they're kind of like at the tail end of that 2,000 guys, which again, sometimes it's hard to tell where they are in the battle. It's like hard to keep track at times. It gets a little bit too close sometimes, a little bit too cluttered. Let's give Brett some space. He disagrees, yeah. So the point of the phalanx is for that first wave when they're trying to overpower them and overrun them with these big rows of people. That's when you use the the phalanx because you stab people and then you fall back and then next people come up. And then when they, you guys, what you guys keep saying, break ranks is when the battlefield opens up. They're, you have individual people running at them. 
the phalanx isn't going to work as well then. So I don't see it as breaking ranks. They, they do it to hold their position and then they fight the people back once the, the lines open up. The opposing force is more spaced out at times than they appear to be when they first show them, right? So, like, they don't really show them in the first battle anyway, coming at them in phases. It's like a huge group of people. So, I I, I see what you mean. It's just that the movie doesn't represent that as well. Well, um, like, visually. if they want to get this done, he would just throw a thousand guys at them and just pi- dogpile that little passageway that they're in. Just because they're going to overwhelm them with the sheer numbers that they have, and they just never do the that. The numbers don't matter. That's the point, though. It's like a 50-foot pass from side to side. Right. One side's covered in high cliff faces, and the other side is water. Okay, but if you get... He has a million guys. A, they're going to stop a million guys if they just it's, all... I mean, it's not really a million. They have several hundred thousand there more guys than the 300. But again, the purpose of the hot gates is to make those numbers not matter. You, you're putting them into a what would be called a fatal funnel i get that but it's like you can just keep throwing like nobody has unlimited energy they can't keep that up all day like if you throw that's where you're wrong uh, have you seen those abs everybody is fake in this movie nobody's no. real no they're not they, they trained mikey's messing up right now yeah these spartans have no mana bar they if they do they've taken a potion they've taken some meth <laughs> and they don't need to refill it for these three days of this battle of Thanopolis. Like, like, how do they not win with the elephants? Like, take an elephant and just <laughs> ride it right over them. Two, two in a row. How are they going to stop two in a row? That's the worst part. <laughs> the spoiler of this movie is like, ready your breakfast and eat hearty. But when these guys sit out for this trip, they're wearing nothing but loincloths and a spear. And I find that to be hilarious. I, I hate the costume design in this movie. <laughs> Costume design is horrible. <laughs> That's not where I thought you guys would go with that point of conversation. You guys but. don't like this. You guys don't like the shot of the rhino falling and looking under the. I don't say skirt because I can't think of anything else. But nobody it's likes Kate that shot. Whatever. Brett, that's actually where I want to get to in this movie. We enter after the quote beginning of the battle. This kind of longer section of Xerxes like myths and freak show folk battle men. <laughs> the rhino is part of that. Start us off with the rhino and kind of lead us into this conversation of Xerxes and his freaks. Well, first of all, it's pretty hot in these rhinos. That's uh, Ace Ventura too. I think we'll do that at some point. Um, Future Josh pick. So yeah, they're uh, first they they like you said, someone's earlier they they get the slaves out there. Then they release the beasts, and I know they have this big, huge rhino, uh, kind of like you said, like kind of a myth mythical. I don't think rhinos have that big of horns, but the sun just throws a spear right through its brain, which I, and then it like goes down, and you can't see it go down, and then the the camera moves under his little what are we what are we calling it cape. The the son, he's the son of the captain, I think, right? Yeah. He throws that, and then the rhino slides up to him, uh, dead. So I thought I just think that's a really cool shot. But you know, 
I'm not a camera guy per se, so. Very, um, how do you call this? Uh, it's very budgetary beneficial to do it that way. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, then they, like Mikey said, they released the Alifants. Fucking Persian war elephants. I swear to God. Every time. Right, <laughs> Every time. They needed pikemen, you know? Isn't that the, the weakness of Persian war elephants? Hey, Pappy, we did 20 episodes on Lord of the Rings. Right. And there's these alifants. There's, as Brett says, the son. His name is Astinos. He is mm-hmm. in like Astinos. this constant banter. A-S-S-T-O-N-O-V-S. This makes so much more sense now. Let's not forget Harry Holes in this movie. I have no idea how to pronounce any of these names, so fuck off. And Dildios. He's really good to tight spot. He's in this constant banter with Michael Fassbender's character about like who's killing the most people, a la Gimli. Right. And Legolas, like, are you enjoying this section of the movie at all? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, this, are they supposed to be gay lovers? Is that a thing? Well, a lot like, of them were. Back then, it was a lot, a lot more common. Uh, what's funny is uh, in real, like, life history, when they tried to look for the secret pass, the Persian spies saw uh, some of them, probably the Spartans, some of them, they were naked and uh, fixing each other's hair like styling sure. their hair and they like freaked the Persians out but like it's a normal thing in Greece so to answer <laughs> Master, your question we must surrender possibly. they're doing each other's hair <sighs> you know why they were doing that it was like they knew they were gonna die so they are preparing themselves for like their death bodies it's pretty messed up man Josh <laughs> the Spartans in this movie are so not gay that they make fun of the Athenians for being boy gay. lovers. Boy, yeah, pederasty. Damn, that's boy pedophilia. There, you know? That's pedophilia. That's it's different. CP. Eight-year-olds, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they weren't just. I thought they meant just like boys, as in dudes. You just got gavelled, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, my favorite part of the movie, Josh, you played Elden Ring. I got some like sorcerer vibes from those guys who are throwing the pots that explode, like. I love the sort of the the chaos of the oncoming army and all the different like beasts and like the giant that they have and the creatures like that reminds me of some of my favorite parts of Lord of the Rings and like I know Mike you said you didn't like the costume design but like the prosthetics or I think the look I like of the, the immortals yeah the yeah, immortals the immortal costume design were awesome I thought mm-hmm. I need Kylo to chime in the plane with toys being a kid thinking of Zack Snyder these are his this is his toy box like what's your view on all this staring at the toys imagining scenarios for them sexual scenarios I didn't say that part (laughs) (laughs) you want to know what my thoughts are about what the uh, creatures that the heroes of this movie the Spartans fight you it's is almost like uh, episodic right this is like 17 Ninja Turtles episodes in one. Talk, talk about the right. blade arms guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, right? You uh, could pick any of that stuff. Ooh. Talk about that freak. Yeah, I don't like that. That's uh, that's not very uh, sanitary. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he needs medicine. <laughs> 
You wanted to see we, that goat, that goat person fight. Brett, get closer to the mic. Where are you? Where are you at, Brett? You can't. I can't hear me. I just move my mic down. I'm just picturing the guy with the lobster arms, with the bloody arms, you know, the knife arms. He just reaches into a communal bowl of chips after he comes <laughs> off the guy. What the hell, man? He double dips Dude. a chip. It's gross. You're getting your bloody stumps all over the chips. We're just Persians. Take, just take one dip and end it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Kylo, strong agree. Should have been more. More characters, more wildness, more over the top. Yeah, I mean, like a movie like this, right, which is all about the fighting. It's good that they do some things right with the fighting. They and they introduce a little bit of variety and escalation in terms of the battle and who they fight in the battle. Right? It doesn't start with the uh, the Persian uh, Xerxes's main guard. Right? Like they kind of come later, but like the giant guy that's all fucked up. That's basically like a giant orc. Uh, also kind of reminiscent of Aragorn fighting the troll, but that guy is cool. Like he's, you know, he's like, they're, they're heavy, right? He's like the big strong dude that like no one can one-on-one in a battle, but you know, Leonidas kind of like barely makes it out. So that kind of gives him a a even greater status right on the battlefield. I think they should have done like a little bit more, like maybe have like another mod, like a crab guy, you know, like a fucking giant crab. Crab, a, a literal people. giant crab. Actually, crab. they have to fight a giant fucking crab. Mm-hmm. Give us, give us some guys that like spit acid. Yeah, like, left for dead yeah. style. Yes. <laughs> get us some real freaks in here. Now, like I, I don't know the source material. I never read Frank Miller's original comic, so maybe Zack Snyder, in terms of uh, what you see on screen, villains and escalation, he's trying to like mirror the comic exactly. I don't know for sure, but. I think it's fair to take those kind of liberties that don't affect it's the greater story. It's pretty one story. for one, Corey. See, that's kind of cool. I, I was just going to say, I'll give him like respect for like making it, as Stevie, you say, is pretty close to the book or the graphic novel or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's certain shots where you're like, because I, t- I explained this to Pappy earlier today, like, you know, Zach will look at it and go, that's just like the comic. And it's like, yeah, it looks exactly like the comic. Sometimes to its benefit, and sometimes it's really to its detriment. So, see, I hate it. I don't yeah, see the point. Like, I hate that even, too. Like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. But at that point, you're not even making a movie. It's like a, it's like an exercise. It's like how close to the source material can we make it? Like, that's why it's called adapting a story. You should change it for film. I, I don't know. It just seems like yeah. a weird mission statement to go. Out, like, we're gonna make this as close as possible. Like. No, you should make the best best movie possible. That's what happened with Watchmen and it drove uh, me nuts. I can't think of any great comic book movies that are like identical to the source material comic they come from. Like it seems like to me all the best ones, like they take existing characters and maybe loosely existing storylines and then they reinterpret them. Those mm-hmm. are usually the best of the bunch in, in my personal subjective opinion. I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. But in this particular example, I feel like, no, this movie has enough different types of freaks. Like, it's fine. So, Stevie, (laughs) we get to the end of the 300 boys. The 300 spoiler men holding out. They've sent the rest of the Greek army to go ahead and go back with their tail between their legs and, like, prepare for future battles. Which is what happened. Yeah, that's pretty close to real history. But yep. can can you tell us in the movie 
how does uh, how does their how do their lives wrap up? Well, you know, wrap up. <laughs> um, so the captain's son Astinos, um, he gets beheaded, and um, no awareness, no zero awareness. awareness. Keep your head on a swivel, Astinos, and swivel it does right off his shoulders. And then um, the captain kind of loses his mind, and he's a little despondent from there on out, a little creepy. Um, and Leonidas sends Faramir. It's two times in a row now. Faramir gets to bitch out of the big battle. He doesn't want to either Bo- time, though. God. He gets Boromir. He gets, okay. He leads the big battle at the end. Boromir would not have left. Yeah. Come on. He's pretty much riding behind. I mean, he's probably dead. He's pretty much riding behind the ghost army at the end at that point. Poor quality for Faramir here. <laughs> This is what Corey was saying about the chaos of the battles. How do we not see how he loses his eye? Like, why don't they show us that? I thought yeah, that's we did see it. I thought we did yeah. see it. No, we he, definitely he don't. He gets sorted by the big freak, uh, by the freak guy, right? No, no. Leonidas does. Leonidas sorts <laughs> that. Like, that guy loses an eye. So you see a character get stabbed in the eye, and your brain kind of thinks it's Faramir, but it's not. Like, Dude, that's <laughs> such a weird thing. Which is the extra weird too, because he's the narrator. So like all of us is through his POV. You think like while he was retelling the story, be like, oh yeah, one of them tried to get my eye, but then I cut his head off or something. Well, he's also the narrator when he wants to be. He kind of dips and leaves the movie anytime and feels like he doesn't stick around the whole time. Definitely takes a coffee break or two around there. Boromir would have stuck around. Boromir would have. Boromir doesn't take coffee breaks. (sighs) But I like um, his voice. As a narrator, I want his to voice that. is awesome. Oh, I thought he was a voice him. actor, and then I looked it up and was like, "Oh, it's Faramir." <laughs> we march for our lands, for our families, for our freedoms. We march. Do you guys remember that show that used to be Spike TV where they would take like like ancient warriors and like match them up against each other? Most, yeah. ex- most extreme elimination challenge? No, he no, was the voice of no. that too. Ultimate Warrior. Warrior Showdown. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, 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 he was the voice of that too, which was kind of perfect. Oh my, he was the voice of that. He oh was the voice God. of Ultimate Warrior, yeah. Ah, yeah, that's crazy. To find out, our world-class fighters are testing history's most lethal weapons. Using 21st century science, we'll see what happens when the two warriors go toe-to-toe. No rules, no safety, no mercy. It's a duel to the death to decide who is deadliest warrior pappy the 300 and leonidas die right i'm, I'm sorry josh yeah sorry no that, today i'm sorry Go ahead, josh is like let's wrap this shit up <laughs> that was my fault i interrupted but i don't want to breeze over Lindsay's movie josh we can take our time with this yeah 
They the die. trivia is wholly unique. We need yeah, time. We wholly know. unique means gonna take an hour. <laughs> we didn't even talk about when Quasimodo. We haven't talked about Xerxes. At we haven't talked about the Quasimodo orgy yet. The ultimate incel. Well, the good thing is there's not a whole lot of story to this movie, so we can breeze right through. Can I ask <laughs> the the Persians are the good guys, right? Like. He's a generous what? guy. <laughs> he is generous. <laughs> they don't commit baby genocide. Let me start there. Yeah, that was an issue in Sparta. <laughs> Let me start with that one. That is important, I think. I mean, the Persians enslaved half the world population, but, you know. They didn't have slaves in real life, by the way, and the Spartans did. Yeah. They did. <laughs> Boy lovers. I do feel like you could trade this movie out with, like, Confederates. Like 300 Confederates fighting super tall Xerxes played by Abraham Lincoln. Dude, 100%. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Spartan Hunter. Yeah, they get one musket round off and it like skims Abraham Lincoln's cheek. <laughs> they got to go up against the Gatling gun. What are you saying, Corey? Xerxes has a cool character design. I think... He he looks definitely like unique and there's like a regalness about him because of all the jewelry and body piercings and gold and his whole like uh, wardrobe is, is pretty sick. He's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. He does. So I really like that aspect of it too. Yours is a fascinating tribe. Even now you are defiant in the face of annihilation and the presence of a god. It isn't wise to stand against me, Leonidas. He just, he looks very like this is not intimidating. Absolute unit. Not holy, but there's just something like Corey. He he's very distinct among everyone else in this movie. He's very like much a separate guy. Like you can tell that's the guy in charge over there. But South Park kind of ruined that shit he for has me. Moisturizer, my lord. Scissoring. <laughs> Scissoring. Yes, that fucking shit, man. When I see Xerxes now, I think of that goddamn South Park this episode. Is Lesbos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Xerxes, the Lesbos wouldn't move. We could not get inside to redecorate. Jamal, how could you have failed me in this simple task? I am so seriously pissed off right now. I could bust a testicle. And with that, the Persian club owner came to a realization. I shall have to deal with these Lesbos myself. Corey, over under... Two piercings does Xerxes have under his speedo? <laughs> ah, Take man. Take over, man. He's got what? What's it called? The Prince, Prince Albert. Albert? Yeah. <laughs> Going I think all he's the definitely got the shaft. Prince Albert. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely got a, a straight barbell through his dick. Oh. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> uh, the long way. It's going the long oh, way. It's not okay. going. <laughs> it's going vertical. <laughs> <The long. laughs> The what do you guys think about uh, Quasimodo getting sexed up in Xerxes' lair? Again, he's the good guy. He's like, we don't judge you for the way that you look here. <laughs> this, is all, this is all this guy has, man. We got it's all he has. Prostitutes with no arms and legs. We got all kinds here. It's a big tent underneath Xerxes. <laughs> it, is, it is a very big tent. <laughs> Join us and you'll get laid every day. It'll be awesome. He chooses what? the goat guy first. First day. What is the hunchback's <laughs> name? What? Ethel. Uh, Ephelates. Ephelates. 
he shows the Persians this goat path. And so they're able to get behind the Spartans and Xerxes. Game like, over, man. Game over. <laughs> it is. And everyone knows it. And Xerxes comes to the party. And I will say about Xerxes, one thing that sets him apart is he uses moisturizer in a daily SPF. And I just highly recommend that for any listener. But he does have good skin. That's what a, a mm-hmm. god king did that back in... 448 BC. Hey, he still had an ozone layer in his time, okay? We're not dealing with the same thing. Yeah, no kidding, bro. Everyone can go to a CVS or Walgreens and get a daily SPF. It's it's a good idea. But anyway, Xerxes looks on as the 300 is decimated with arrows. It's kind of like a jerk move to just finish him off with arrows, but it's a very heroic death. It's a very like historically known thing that like this is almost like a last stand of the Alamo. Like this really did happen and inspired a whole nation. And Boromir, Pappy, kind of wraps Faramir. things up here. Faramir. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. I, I meant to say dollar store Boromir. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> dollar store. <laughs> Bo- Boromir would have had both eyes. Twenty stone. Boromir would have won. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, yeah, and it's one of those movies where it's all a story within a story, which I think even, that even kind of explains away some of like the fantasticism of the story, right? Because this is just some guy relaying this to the Spartan parliament and then to his soldiers before battle. So like maybe none of that really happened, but just the way that he's telling the story. I, I do wish though, like not only do we not see Faramir lose an eye, but Leonidas is like, You've got skills that no other Spartan has, but like we never really see him use those skills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, skills, bow like, staff skills. Even if he just would have been the one like mixing it up when they're all having their downtime, right? Like he's the one telling the jokes, singing the stories, singing the songs, telling the stories. I don't know, like something to like clue us in that he's good at it. But it ends on a hype up moment, I guess. They storm off to war. Leonidas did it. And then they captured his body, crucified him, and cut his head off. Didn't they keep his body for a long time, too? Yep. Like, well, it was. Had, it took them like 50 years before they could go back and get his bones. Blasphemy? Madness? This is spoilers. And on spoilers, we do yes or no. Or we do final thoughts right before yes or no. Josh, Josh. Josh cannot wait uh, for this pod to be over. What is Josh happening? Josh cannot wait to get out of this movie. <laughs> what the fuck happened? I have never seen Josh try to whisk through a movie so quickly <laughs> Lindsay, in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> we literally never even talked about the B storyline. Almost what's the final thoughts. What's the B storyline, Brett? Uh, it's my—I mean, it's my least favorite parts of the movie, but it's just them. Uh, 
Gorgo or whatever. Um, he Headley trying to get. I just said it's Leonidas's cousin, so uh, whatever her uh, trying to get the army to go help Leonidas. So it's bo- it's not the best part of the movie. What's the what's the outcome of that battle? Real life, what happened? Spartans or the uh, Greeks won? Yeah, they won about a year later when he says eventually. They, uh, they had a really good navy. The Athenians, the Greeks had a really good navy, and uh, obviously the Spartans are really good on land. And is that the end of the Persian Empire after that? No, 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 no. But uh, there's multiple ones, but this big one, no, it went on longer. But like, I think they went the other way. But yeah, they they didn't take over the rest of Greece and they got taken out of there. Actually, what happened is Leonidas holding them off a little bit longer and then the Greeks and Spartans holding them off after that gave the Athenians enough time to leave Athens and all these big cities. So when a year later, they could regroup and they came and they, they you know, started their next battle, like a marathon or something again and... So it did buy them time, because if not, they would have all just been slaughtered while they were trying to leave. So it was important in the long run. Here's the thing. If you have a B storyline, I would rather them having like a Gondor calls for aid type story than seeing <laughs> Gorgo get sexually assaulted, right? Like I don't... Where were you when the 300 Spartans fell? Yeah, he definitely wasn't in the Westville. But yet, Pappy, the rest of the Greeks, the Grecians, or whatever you want to call them, they had already surrendered, so it was just the uh, the Athenians and the Spartans. So it really wasn't help. They were already, and you find out in the sequel that the uh, the Athenians are battling uh, a naval battle at the same time. So that's right. This shit got a sequel. I fucking forgot about that. Three hundred and one. What's it called? Ten thousand. <laughs> Rise of an empire. Or something? No, it's Rise of the Empire. <sighs> what a mess. What a mess. The Age of Kings. Was it was it Zack Snyder for that or no? I don't think so. No. Big boots to fill. I think it was right? You know about the history. Whatever happened to Quasimodo? He get laid? Oh, he died from orgasming so many times in Xerxes. Died came too hot for his own good. I don't believe he. This. I mean, he's a real character. I believe the Spartan stuff was made up. I don't think he was born in Sparta, and I don't believe he was. Deformed, a nice way of saying it. He's in the like the sixties movie and he's in the history books. So he kind of just went there immediately and he's like, Yeah, I can this is what I want. If you give it to me, I will take you to this trail. So he's like even slimier. He's like a real Judas. Yes. If those if those stories were real, he'd be like <laughs> Judas. <laughs> I think he should give Zack Snyder credit for this because I think you know that line where Leonidas looks at him and he's like, I hope you live forever. And I it's, think it's the best line in the movie. That is Zack Snyder then making this guy live as like this freak show elephant Tyasis face guy. The you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. actually kind of cool filmmaking. Plus his dream was to be a, in the movie was to be a Spartan and the Spartans dream is to die in battle. So saying, I hope you live forever is like, the ultimate insult to a guy like that. Plus, uh, plus needs to live with the shame. Yeah, but you know, it's like, um, you know that episode of It's Always Sunny with uh, Country Mac 
love Country Max. Suicide is badass. <laughs> He's really badass and he lives his life to the fullest and like he can like muscle his way through any situation in like a really cool like 80s movie kind of way. Well, at the end he dies and Dennis says something that I think is important. He says, you know what's really badass? Being alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For most people, that's, I mean, definitely the the other Greeks could not understand why you'd want to die, but. I got another final thought. Corey, you've been defending the lamentation music all night. And I, I can appreciate it, I guess, but not when it's next to what my closed captions described as rock music and heavy rock music. Okay, it's now we're sh- talking. It's just a shit show. Like, you like that? Like. The it's, rock music? Fuck no, dude. Yeah, it's totally all over the place. It's gross. That's when you know this is like a college bro movie, right? It's like, let's put in the cool rock music. Look at these badass muscle guys. They're totally no unstoppable warriors. No, that's where it gets real cringe. I like when it's more thoughtful and ponderous and it's like a, a orchestral s- score. Pick one. <laughs> Either go Lamentation or Rock. Not both. I have a final thought. Kind of want to get your guys' brain on this. Pick it a little bit. Could this movie have used just a tad bit more humor? Uh, I feel like that's kind of a, uh, a cliche knock on Zack Snyder. Here we go again. But yeah, it has a little bit, has a little bit of humor, I guess. But yeah, I mean... I think most movies could use a little humor. Just like you said about Memento, right? I mean, hey, yeah. you need a little humor. I'm sorry it's know. not a Marvel movie, Steve. No, <laughs> like, just like, I mean, it's not even funny, but if you're going to kill Ephialtes, I think a really brilliant way of doing it would have had him like out in the battlefield and he trips over his cape and goes right through a spear. I think that'd have been kind of like a nice touch. <laughs> you want him to slip on a banana peel? <laughs> That's awesome. No, like, I mean, his cape, I mean, it was getting dangerously close to oh. his feet every now and then. You know, if you watch closely, he could trip on that thing. I think it was out in the battlefield. You know, he could trip on that thing. You know what? It was funny. What's that? He asked for a costume and they gave him the stupidest one they had. Yeah, like, it's like a dunce cap. A little Pope hat. Yeah. I mean, they gave him the Sorcerer's Apprentice hat. Like, that thing came straight from the Magic Kingdom. The thing is, there's no uh, there's no cut of any scene that isn't edgelord. It's like, do the edgelord take. That's it. We're using that one. There's no edgelord. other feelings. There's no other feelings being conveyed throughout this movie. Like, even the way Leonidas talks is such a bro-y, frat, douchey way. Like, people don't talk like that. That's insane. Yeah. Michael Fessbender is the best, though. Like... His call sheet that day had been hilarious when Leonidas is going through the line and Fessbender's up there and he's like, I'm with you, sire! We are with you, sire! For Sparta! For freedom! To the death! Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> calm the fuck down, dude. Like, you guys yeah. are standing there. Chill the Easy. fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Butler is like smugging like a douche in every line that he's delivering. He's just got a smirk on his face like, I'm the biggest badass in this room or whatever. Which, I mean, 
back then he was, but it's just the way his face looks while he's delivering those lines. It's really, it's over the top. Gerard Butler's been in so many movies, like, and I haven't seen like 99% of them, but they all just seem like ridiculously bad. Have you ever you know? seen Geostorm? No, but it looks ridiculously bad. I know you like that movie, Stevie, but it looks- It's the greatest film ever to incorporate 10 different genres. I'll say that. Better than the 38 genres of Southland Tales? Easily. Like it's- Yeah, it's not, that's not hard. No, it's Geostorm for being a romantic mystery thriller, political espionage, spy. I mean, you just name it. Disaster movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. In Southland Tales, everyone gave that a no. And I'm just wondering, for 300, <laughs> the start from the Westerosis. I got one more final thought. Um, so I was looking up some more criticisms of this movie. Another one I saw was pro-imperialism, which seems insane because it's literally, like they're, they're fighting the imperialists, the good guys. But then yeah, I, saw, I saw fascist. Brett, would you describe this movie as fascist? I don't know in what way. I don't. I don't know. Well, what. it came up a lot, and I don't. I really, to be honest, I'm with you. I really don't know what they mean by that. I mean, maybe, thing? maybe just Spartan society could have been a little fascist, but it's not supposed to be. And that's you can rip on Sparta all you want, but they're considered the first society in ancient Greece to have a government that actually has checks and balances on power. And we actually see that in this movie. So, you know, the king can't do whatever he wants. Well, it's not like, you know, they have like freedom of speech in Sparta. Did you see a lot of people stoned to death for speech problems or what? Well, I mean, you had to like have like, you're pretty much just pro Sparta all the time, including like who was ever running it. I mean, it's not like you could, it's kind of like, how do I put uh, this? Go against the kingdom. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was uber patriotism in Sparta. And they had some backwards practices too, like kids getting beaten to death every now and then. But, you know, society grows. Well, Leonidas is is pretty well adjusted for a dude that like endured severe child abuse <laughs> yeah, and like right? yeah. living on his own for 10 years. He came out of it all right, you know? That's all I had, George. Hey, Josh. Do I have time for one more thought? Whatever you want to do, bruh. <laughs> Shooting yourself in the foot, but okay. No, no, it's okay. Let's, let's move forward. I'll bring it up later. How are you going to bring it up later? <laughs> <laughs> I got one too, but... I'll find a way, George. I'll, to, I'll find a I'll way. I'll do it my yes or no. You guys got to go for it. Just fucking go for it. Good, Stevie. Mine's just a fun fact. Oh, Mine was gonna be a more broader discussion. Um, where this people love long episodes as long as Brett doesn't yell at me in a half an hour while we're doing trivia. Then it, it's I fine. might. I don't actually have to work until one o'clock tomorrow. So Jesus, I have lucky. a half day. I get stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Lucky, lucky. No, mine was just gonna be a broader discussion on where this like falls on your guys's list of like Zack Snyder movies, but we can save it for the later. Peak. Is this peak night? Well, since Stevie likes half of Zack Snyder movies, I'm guessing it's a nine-way tie for second place for you. Yeah, it's probably pretty far down the list on Zack Snyder movies, but hey. I, I mean, I, I, I guess I would, I haven't seen a ton of them, but I'd probably have it 
towards top ish, I guess, but I like his stuff a little more than everyone else. So I don't know. What do you guys call a blindfolded fascist? Hmm. A not C. Oh, I bet you didn't see this coming. I'm going to give 300 a yes. There you go. This is Josh from Goshen. I do give this movie a yes. I, I think early in Zack Snyder's career, and when I initially saw this, this was a unique point of view. This was a unique visual style. It was fun. There's a lot of cheese-covered things in this movie, but there's also some kind of weirdly historical things that happen too. So I wanted to give this movie a no just so I could say this joke about like if it was Boromir and if it was Sean Bean instead, I would have given it a yes. But even with even with Faramir, Lindsay, this is for you. This is a solid yes. It's just kind of a fun movie to watch. Let's go from Westerosis to Eastist again. Let's give a nice little quick yes or no. This is King Laryngitis. <laughs> Recording out of Simi Valley, California. I'm going to give this a no, but it's not like the <sighs> hardest of no. This movie is better than I remember it being. Like this movie kind of like existed in my mind as being this really bad piece of shit. And I watched it and uh, there were some c- cinematic qualities to this that I had forgotten that I think work very well. But for the most part, the visual style is just not my jam. Like, it's just really not the way I like to see this kind of thing, right? And it's, it's of course, Zack Snyder's trademark. And uh, I don't want to say he's, like, bad because, you know, a lot of people like his stuff. And, you know, he, he makes movies that a certain group of people really love. And they like these kinds of action scenes with the fast zoom-ins, zoom-outs. For the most part, I'd say I like the way this movie sounds. I know Stevie talked about that, and Pappy talked about that. There's good moments for me and bad moments for me. The, the insertion of the rock music is pretty cringe to me. Like, that's, again, college guys drinking beers, watching 300. That's kind of, like, what I imagine. And I feel like that was almost, like, the intent for some of that stuff. Other than that, I think the... um performances are mostly like kind of bland or interchangeable with like any buff dude uh xerxes is a standout so that's a plus that's in this movie's favor i think he's got the voice you know we did that mr freeze pod recently josh i like a good villain voice his is uh kind of like deep and booming and just kind of i don't know kind of menacing and cool in a way kind of sexy actually xerxes i like it I, overall, though, it's just like whatever. It's just a, a movie about an extended battle. How do they get there? Why are they there? How does it end? And what does it lead to? And it's not really a battle I'm particularly interested in. Maybe it's because I don't know the history like you guys do. Uh, but Zack Snyder's style, little off-putting for me. It just leans over the edge of no. Thank you. Who's the next West Eastist or whatever? That'd be me. Yeah, uh, Mikey, Mikey, thanks. Let's give us a nice quick Chicago. little yes or no. For me personally, it's a no. Um, I had actually watched this movie in theaters whenever it came out, uh, and I remember coming out of the theater just be like, just being like, not all that into it. So watching it again, I don't think I've seen it since then, and just like rewatching it again, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's not my kind of style. 
if if people like this, I mean, it, I think it looks like a graphic novel. That's fine. It's not what I'm trying to go for to see in a movie. I think it's really not great to look at, even though it is like totally its own style. It's very distinct. I think you could pick it out from a dozen movies like very quickly, but I just don't like it that much. And it doesn't really offer that much in terms of like, I, I don't know, just like emotional storytelling, I guess. I think there's probably really great storylines to come out of this, uh, overall story but like they're just like not represented in Zack Snyder's vision I guess uh so just too broy for me I guess and I the prosthetic stuff the the uh Quasimodo guy Aphelites uh he just looks horrible like close ups of him he just looks like Clayface he's really not good looking and it's just really prevalent in close-up shots of him uh just don't like this movie i i'm sorry Lindsay. uh i would have rather watched wicker man now i'm sorry that's a it's a no for me thanks mikey stevie give us a quick yes or no <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna give us a no i just really can't get over the ancient lamentation shit i I hated it in Troy. I hate it in everything that Zack Snyder does. I just can't stand it. It's literally um, nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, also, I just like, I think Zack Snyder is a very talented director. It just kills me to see him wasting his time with all the blue screen and green screen bullshit when he could be shooting on location or practical. Because I think he could make a movie that's just lights out fantastic. I mean, even more, you know, Dawn of the Dead style. Just going back to that, I think would be great for him. Um, what was the last thing I was gonna say? Um, yeah, it's not like I hate all Zack Snyder movies. I actually really love uh, Sucker Punch. That movie, I think, is actually kind of unique in its own way. So, uh, yeah, this is a no for me, though. Happy Kalamazoo, Michigan. First of all, huge thank you once again to Lindsay. Mikey, can we get a cheer on the soundboard for Lindsay? Patreon, real human being. Um, I hope you're looking forward to this trivia unlike any other too, Lindsay. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, I hear. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give this a very soft no. I went back and forth. I, you know, I, I think this comes down to I'm just not into the visual style, but I think it's like pretty well executed for what he's going for. And this movie was a cultural phenomenon. Like it was, it had this huge box office run of number ones like it made 400 million dollars like a 40 million dollar budget it was quoted so much i think michigan state still plays like this is where we hold them during football games like to this day you know 20 years later i just i don't like the slow-mo i don't like the cgi i think Corey had a really good point where i almost wish this was more over the top in the battle and i feel like you could streamline that b story where this is just like 20 minutes to get to the hot gate an hour at the hot gate, 10 minutes to wrap up, and then you have a 100-minute movie. Like, that's that's what I want. So, super soft no, but good choices, Lindsay. Thank, thank you for being a patron. Sorry. Uh, this is Brett. Uh, this is going to be actually a hard yes for me. I've always enjoyed this movie. Uh, B storyline's not great. 
Uh, but I like the battle scenes. I like the look. I like the music. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just I like Zack Snyder style a little more than everyone else. I, it's not that I don't agree with Stevie when like he probably could be doing. He probably could make something really cool uh, or a couple things that are really cool. But I mean, this is also 15, 16 years ago. So hard. Yes, for me. Uh, just real quick. Fun fact. Uh, Leonidas's mom was actually his cousin and his wife was actually his cousin as well. So there you go. Hard. Yes. Not for the incest, but the, the other <laughs> stuff. What's the numbers on that, guys? How many... Is that two? Two yeses, four noes. Is that a food? Is that a hearty breakfast? A hearty breakfast, uh, an apple that Gerard Butler already ate, and then Michael Fassbender <laughs> has to eat the rest of. They didn't Is have any sea- supplies, did they? No seagull food. food. They just everything all shared that one apple. No, they held everything in their co- their cock pieces. As cod pieces. Cod. cod. Cock pieces. Cock pieces. They just ate ass. That's all they needed. Just, ass just to nose, bro. Yum. All right. We're going to toss it over to a quick spoiler man intermission. In the meantime, the boys and I are going to talk about if we're going to do the trivia I had planned or my backup trivia. So on the other side of this break, we'll let you know how that goes. But in the meantime, take it away, spoiler man. Email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. It was a great intermission, and we decided that we would do the full trivia. Mikey, do you have that music I was hoping you'd play? Could you play a sample of that while I explain the rules? Oh, I got all your shit, Josh. Here we go. This? So, so guys, as this plays... This is merely the streets, and as this plays, I'm going to start sending you links. We're going to play Dungeons and Dragons tonight. This is a wholly unique trivia. Hardly even trivia at all, actually. I am King Joshinitis, and you are all five transported into an arena as Junior Spartans. Five, (laughs) Five spoiler men in an arena. Only one can come out a true Spartan and pass the podcast off to Spoiler Man. Are you guys in here? Do you guys see this? It's a square. We're seeing Gladiator Arena by Dungeon Fog. Yes. 
Dun Dungeon Fog This is so many moving parts to yeah, this trivia. Okay, okay. There I got, I got you. Okay, so just look at the map. At the top left, at the eleven o'clock position, is Pat. Thank you. Yeah. At the one o'clock, two o'clock position is Mikey. <laughs> Going around the right side at five o'clock, four o'clock is Kylo. Seven o'clock is Stevie. Straight nine o'clock is Brett. In the middle of the circle, you see what appears to be some sort of item covered by a burlap burlap sack in the sand. You all have health points on your character sheet. That's how many points it takes for you to die. That's the main thing you need to know. You all have unique weapons that I randomly rolled for. You all have unique... Um, oh, what is the word for it? What is your AC? What is that called? Uh, armor class? Corey. Yes, armor class. You all have a unique armor class, too, that I also randomly rolled for. So I have all of your guys' health on the sheet. Everyone, I'll just give you a quick speed spoiler everyone can do 30 feet a turn each square you see here is five feet the item in the middle is kind of right in between all of you and the first thing you always need to do in dungeons and dragons is roll for initiative so roll the die and you have a little marker on your sheet that says Corey. your initiative bonus Yes, add your initiative bonus to your roll of a d20 in the roll dice with friends link. I just want to say, Josh. Yes. That these stats without a class are bullshit. I have a plus three intelligence. I would not give away what you have. I would not give away your weaknesses or strength. No spells to go along with it. Maybe your intelligence yeah, well will help later in Chinese a different way. Brett, okay. which dice? The red one. The 1d20. We'll help you along with it. Yeah, everyone roll a d20. Pappy, laryngitis. Oh, crit. Where are these? What's a d20? Mikey. The red one. The one that says. The big red one. Okay. It has a 20 on its face. Oh, BK. Damn, Brett. Nice. So Kylo, fill me in. What is the order here? Because I need to write it down on my sheet as we go along. Who's first? Brett's first. Okay. Then Pappy. Okay. Then Mikey. Okay. Then whoever. Stevie. Stevie, I guess. And then me. Okay. But there, I think we all have an initiative <laughs> bonus. What's everyone's initiative bonus? Two. It's a 13. Two. Oh. So oh, two. Two is across the board? Two. No. You have an initiative bonus on your sheet. Well, at the top, top middle. Plus three. Brett, yours is a three. Jeez, Brett. So oh. everyone is two except Brett's Brett. So well, I got the maintained. worst stats, so. Okay, so that your order was correct, right, Kylo? Yeah. Okay. Brett? Yeah. Like I said, you kind of want to keep what you're doing under wraps, you don't want to give away all your weapons, all your moves, but like I said, you can move five feet in any direction. You are currently on the very left side of the map at nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do with this first turn? What are you thinking about? And I want to get to the middle? I don't know. You have to be the last Spartan standing. You are fighting 
Oh, so we're fighting each other. Last Spartan <laughs> standing. I'd like to move in. How many feet do you want to move in? Your maximum 30? I want to move in five feet. You want to move in five feet? Is that not how how, how much is yeah, square again? No, I like it. I just moved you in five feet. That's what there that you looks go. like. That's what I want to do. So I also me. want to let you guys know you have a point of inspiration. That's like a little token you have. You can use it at any point to give yourself advantage on a move. So if you want to do something that like you have to roll for, we'll cover that then. And you can also ready an action. This wouldn't matter for you, Brett, because you're so far away from people, I think. But you could say, if anyone comes within five feet, I want to swing my sword at them. Does that make sense? You yeah. can only do that if you haven't attacked somebody. Anyway, Pappy, you're up next. I want to move 30 feet towards Brett. Towards Brett. <laughs> they got an easy target, huh? No, I want an alliance. This is what that looks like to you. Is oh, that fair? fair? Yeah. Okay. Next in line, Mikey. So, uh, thank you for the music. <laughs> I want to move. Mikey on the far right of the board. Who's below me? Who's that down below me? That's Kylo. Oh, Kylo? Okay. Uh... <laughs> Let's go 30 feet left. Let's head towards Brett and Pam. <laughs> Let's see what's going on over there. <laughs> okay, I got you right here then, Mikey. Okay. Everyone's kind of doing this like counterclockwise motion towards Brett. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're being followed by FELTs. Stevie, you're up. What do you want to do? Um, How far can I move? 30 feet. So that's six squares. Yeah, take me towards Brett. Can we get some Orson Welles, Mikey? Play some Stranger! Right. Play some from Stranger! Uptown <laughs> <laughs> girl! Kylo, yes, you are yes, last, Mikey. my friend. I'm going to keep talking over the top of the Orson Welles. Oh, Where do you want to go? <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, wow. Start the fire, buddy! Kylo, your move. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, ready action uh, range spear <laughs> attack at 20 feet. Oh, good God. <laughs> On who? <laughs> Wait, that's it? Yep. That's your move? Okay. You can move like that? We are back to the top of the order. Was that English? Are you guys looking at the shared screen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you see anything happening on the borders? Yeah, you're, oh, you're doing Fortnite. Fortnite. Battle Royale? Fortnite. You feel a rumbling. And all of a sudden, you notice the edge five feet on each square. Oh, my God. Oh, stay, stay out of the storm, guys. It's gone. It looks like it's deep space. Brills, you are up. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to move in 15 feet. Okay. Does that look good for you? Do you want to ready in action? Well, I would, but like, people got talking about uh, alliances and stuff. I don't want to hurt my. <laughs> this my game teammates. is very political. Do you want to get into that? Like, this is your quick moment to send out a plea, a free action to. Speak. Can we seduce? Well, <laughs> Pappy and me are obviously role. the sun and Fastbender, <laughs> so we got to get each other's backs. I'll let you be Fastbender. Thank you. He's Irish, so 
It looks like he's not going to ready in action. Pappy, okay. you are up. Let me move 30 feet towards Brett. All right, handshake. Okay. You are five feet away from Brett. That's cool. What's up, Pat? Can I ready in action or no? You can ready in action. You can't move. You can't ready in action if you used your full. Uh, move. I didn't think I could. Yeah. Wait, really? I don't. He moved thirty feet, right? Yeah. I'll. I'm cool. I'm just gonna chill. Your move, or can he? I thought ready in action was just in place of your action, completely independent of your move. Yeah. Does like an action take up a certain amount of feet or something Tyler, that you would? Are move? you saying he could move twenty five feet and then ready in action? Uh, I don't remember. Well, go no. with go with go with I'm your cool. method. I'm Let's just chill. For today's thing, we're going to say that it, in lieu of taking an action, you can ready an action. So you can ready an action, Pappy. What will it be? I'm going to ready my quarter staff. For what will the trigger be? If somebody other than Brett comes in my range. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say what range is. Remember, Corey five said feet. 20 feet. Five feet. If somebody other than Brett comes within five feet. Okay, Mikey, you are up with Pappy's ready to action, Kylo's ready to action. What will you do? I got a question. What is the thing in the middle? What is that again? All you see is a rustling in the sand. Maybe you should roll an intelligence check. <laughs> you roll a d20 uh, and add your intelligence modifier to it, Mikey. Okay, sure. Oof. Five plus. Uh, oof. Negative one. But I have... Plus three wisdom. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> it, your wisdom doesn't matter here. It's just your intelligence. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, that's a fail. That's a what is it? That's well, four. A four? Okay. For a four, I'll give you. You know the motion Brad Pitt had at the end of seven, where he's like, "What's in the box?" Mm -hmm. That's kind of what you're feeling like towards this little thing waving in the sand. That mark. Uh oh, John Doe's got the uh -oh. upper hand now. <laughs> so I lose my wife and child to be interesting. You still have a move in action, Mikey, though. What do you want to do? That was your free action. Okay. Uh, I move 15 feet straight down. Steve, you're up. Do I roll or... What do I do? You can move 30 feet. If you attack somebody, that's when you would roll. But moving, you can move a full 30 feet at your whim. No rolling for that. Okay. Uh, Six can spaces. I move 15 feet uh, due east. East. Anyway, east. east. That's Westfold. Here you go. Here you Dumbass. Go. Yeah. So we, have, so we have Stevie at the bottom of the board. Corey at the bottom of the board. Can I ready an action Corey, or no? even with him? Where's my action list at? Uh, any of your uh, weapon abilities you have, you can ready. Okay. The attacks and spell casting section. Yep, yes. I see it. Uh, no, I'm good for now. I'm good. I love it, Stevie. Let's go to Kylo. You're last. Are you going to hold your ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, the world's falling down around me. Uh, I, uh, what's in the box? I want to see if I can, from a distance, kind of scope out what might be in that area of the map. It's an investigation check, so it's going to add my intelligence modifier of three. So I rolled a total of seven. With that seven, 
you're kind of thinking like what's in the box as well, but you definitely get the feeling it's <laughs> something wrapped up in something else, right? All right, uh, let's go northwest uh, 30 feet. Corey is moving very close to the box. Yeah. I think that's it. And uh, yeah, that's it for me, right? Yeah, and I actually got to roll a dice because this is the end of round two. And I, let me know if you guys can hear this. Oh, yeah. It's a five. So. Oh, no. The waters are shrinking. John Doe has the upper hand. World is falling. <laughs> the storm is getting bigger. We're yeah. the storm's closing in. Oh, no one would have seen that coming. Brills, you are up. Can I? Everyone is at full health. No one's taken any swings, by the way. Can I ready after I move? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. So, Pap, I'm going to move in a little bit. Um, okay. I'm going to go in due east 20 feet. And right I'm there. going to ready my darts for anyone coming at me from the east or the south. <laughs> You're gonna have oh, to help me remember that trigger, okay? It's oddly specific. Any- Just say not me. Just say not me. Anybody but Pappy. Thank you. Okay, I think we see what's going on here. Pappy, you are up next. 30 feet due east, please. Puts you there. Okay. Would you like to ready in action? I'm just gonna be fair with that. Nope. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm gonna do an investigation check on the box. Yep. An investigation check, like, or what? Are, tell me what your mindset. How are you, as a Spartan Pappy, thinking about this thing? Uh, I'm hoping that it's gonna be something helpful for the group, or at least spark some chaos here in the next couple turns. So, I hope it's a monster. Roll. Wow. Plus zero. You have to say out loud what it is. Sorry, I I rolled a sixteen for the audience at home. With the 16, I will send you what you see, okay? Because that's not Ooh. privy to the whole group. Can I send it to Brett? It's beautiful. Yes, you can do whatever you want with that. You could even say it out loud if you really wanted to. I think if he says it to Brett, I want to uh, roll to see if I can hear. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you have to be I honest will. about yeah. that, Pappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you DM that to Brett, I will. Mikey, I move thirty feet straight down in an attempt to make an alliance with Corey to <laughs> offset Brett and Pap. That's your spot. So you, your character needs to say something out loud. And what's your character name here? Mikey the tired. Mikey the Tired, what do you say aloud to? I scream from the mountains. Hark! Corey! Uh, <laughs> let's, well, let's team up and fuck those guys up over there. <laughs> let's, we'll do our thing. We'll team up. Maybe we can wrangle Stevie in here later on as well. Sleepy one, I see three drow in the distance. We must decimate them at once. <laughs> Whoa, is this a free action? I'm not sure. Can I can I try and peek into that box again? Yeah, what are you thinking about as a character when you're looking at that? He's very close to the box. What's in that box? Roll the dice. <laughs> what do you mean? That's like what I'm asking. <laughs> I'm like nervous. 
Do I just roll then? Yeah. Oh, Mikey. 17, uh, and that's what? Intelligence? Intelligence. So 16. You got a little bit higher of a roll than Pappy, so I'm going to DM you with what I said to him, plus a little bit more. All right, we move on down to the bottom left with Stevie. <laughs> oh. What's your move? Yay. Um, let's see. Take me Ooh. 20 feet northeast. Ooh. There you go. That works. Ready in action? Nope. Kylo, finish the round for us We're before the storm in. closes in again. How many it, feet away is Mikey? He is approximately 17.5 meters away. <laughs> feet, feet, sorry, feet. So with, a, with appropriate outdoor volume but not being too loud, I call out to Mikey, the sleepy one, and ask if he can tell me what he saw uh, due west. Mikey, do you respond? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, can I, do I just, can I, how do I share that with him? So I can hear if, you guys. It's not that far. So <laughs> are you attempting? Yeah, but I have slightly more information than you do, Pap. Mikey, are you attempting to just tell Corey or do you want to tell everybody? Just tell Corey. All right. I want you to roll a wisdom check as you try to kind of throw your voice to the wind towards just Corey. D20 plus wisdom modifier. Tell me All the right. number. Um, I got a 12 plus three. Plus 15. three. Mikey, you can feel free to just DM this information straight to Kylo and not even say this. On the wind, oh. Pappy, Stevie, yeah. Brett, you guys just yeah. hear from Mikey's direction a... <laughs> Stevie. I haven't moved. I'm going to move. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Actually, that was skipping way ahead. Stevie's not yeah, close to like The storm be up is up soon, next. Right? Okay. The storm is up next. But did you move, Kylo? Feel free to move. What do you want to do? Move uh, 30 feet northwest. Oh, man. Get a room. We're phalanxing. Yeah, you're scissoring. <laughs> Corey is right next to the box. Right. In that box. Did you already take an action? You took you took a free action. You did not take an action. I am going to ready a ranged spear at 20 feet. <laughs> With knowledge that Mikey is five feet away, I'm not sure how to resolve that. He's swinging wildly. I'm in the danger zone. Is this just a shot at him right now? (laughs) In the direction I'm facing, which is west. Okay. So anyone from the west. So anyone besides Mikey. I'm going to roll for the storm. Or south. But that general direction I'm facing, yes. Not behind me. It's a one. So the storm blew really hard that round. And you thought it was going to be crazy. But it just took off a little... But brills we're back to the top of the order you're up okay so i'm gonna take a free action and can i ask pappy if it's better for me not to know what's in the box not to know his 
I'll just say it out. What Josh told me was that it Hold was a... Hold on a second. A... Hold on a second. Okay. Oh. Brett needs to say this out loud in Spartan character, and Pappy okay. needs to reply yeah. in Spartan character. Fair. Uh, uh, what's in the box, Diggin'? <laughs> I don't remember you your name. De- deformed Spartan? Uh, <laughs> I was trying uh, to do Peptidious. 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 What's in the box? Well met, my deformed friend. No. From what, what I saw was a round bronze disc, but it was obstructed. Hmm. So, since um, it's the last Spartan standing, and since gay love is okay back then, I would like to marry Pat Titius so two become one, and we can both win. Is that allowed? Is that allowed? <laughs> I, it's too fast. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Um, I'm going to... You're both going to have to take a full action to marry. So I was, I've been planning on saying that for 15 minutes. That's why it didn't come out very well. Um, (laughs) Pap said I'm moving too fast, so I'm gonna. That's okay. I'm gonna slow down. Uh, I got to be really careful with Corey's spear throwing. Um, I'm gonna move due east 15 feet. That puts you five feet away from Corey's trigger. So that's where you are. So if he moves up five feet, can he spear me? I don't think that's knowledge that you're privy to, what his weapons can do or not. Ah, crap. Uh, can you back me up five more feet or is it too late? Sure. There you go. All right, can I ready another action? Ready it up. Yes. I'd like to ready up my martial arts unarmed strike attack for anybody that's not Pappy. Pappy. Brett ally. It's up to you. Right. This this is Sparta. I want to move 30 feet next to Kylo. Like <laughs> throw your spear. There you go. What'd you say? He does he throw his spear? As soon as you entered into that zone, Kylo, you should roll for spear. Tell us what you get. My uh yeah, I'll roll to hit, but the damage modifier isn't listed in my sheet. <laughs> Is it just super small? No, I think it's cut off. No, it's a 1d6 piercing. A one. Yeah, I was going to say. So roll a d20. No! A 15 plus what? That is a spear that you threw, so that's plus dexterity. So I have a, a plus two dexterity modifier. Okay, 17. Pappy, does that beat your AC? Yeah, it does. Don't have to say what it is, but does it beat it? It does. It beats it. Okay, so roll damage, Kylo. 1d6 spear. I rolled a five. (laughs) (laughs) Pappy, take five damage. I'm going to put that on my sheet as well, Pappy. Okay. And this is actually, that was just his reaction. So what is your actual action here? What do you want to do? This is Sparta. Okay. I want to take my quarterstaff with two hands and melee strike 
laryngitis. What's it? Laryngitis? <laughs> That's Kylo's. In the fucking face. <laughs> so a two-handed <laughs> strike with the quarterstaff is going to be a strength roll for you, Pat. Okay. So I roll my d20. Yep. Add strength. Uh, Nine. So nine, does that, Kylo, does that beat your armor class? No. Oh, no. Kylo, spell out what this attack looks like from Pappy. So he comes at me with a quarterstaff two-handed, coming to crash down on my head, and with one hand, I just grab it and stop it midway. <laughs> <laughs> You're not able to grapple it, but as you throw it to the side, Matt, Mikey, you see this, and it's your turn. And I uh, am just going to move two <laughs> to the left and two up, and I'm going to ready my ranged weapon right at Pappy's noggin. Nah, fucking smash him. <laughs> I got a good ranged weapon. What do you mean by oh, okay. ready it? So, like, what would trigger you shooting? You can it? use it. Uh, well, actually, let me get... Never mind. Let me just go go back to where I was, and then let me just go straight at Pap. I got uh. a decent melee weapon as well. Go straight at Pap, right next to Corey. Brothers in arms. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> and I'm going to... I have a scimitar. And I'm going to ready that. Or I'm going to attack Pap, actually. Okay, Mikey. You roll a d20. And it's going to add your strength bonus, which I see is just oh, a plus yes! <laughs> he rolled a three. It's strength? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a zero. So... From now on, you guys, Ugh. you guys say what you roll. I already blew it, but it was a three, Mikey, Pappy. How does this play out as Mikey s- swings this three at you? As he swings the scimitar, I matrix style bend backwards, <laughs> and it just passes over me. Sorry, Corey, I whiffed. Stevie, <laughs> I almost slice your nuts off in the process. Neutral. S- Sweden Stevie. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing hey, down man. here on the southwest of the mat? He so, runs the Senate. <laughs> sometimes we just, you know, you know, take her easy. Um Okay, I'm twenty five away. Okay, can I move fifteen feet north directly at Brett? Monk. Right there. And Oh no. So I'm not within his range then. Then can I use my um range weapon attack? Yeah, what is it, Stevie? Just says, let's see, down a dagger, melee range. Stevie wants to throw a dagger. Yep. So throw. So roll a d twenty. Have we been adding your guys's to hit bonus? <laughs> We're gonna start doing that. that at? I would have liked to for my uh, for my spear, but Carol the sixteen. <laughs> it's too late for that. Sorry, guys. We're gonna keep moving on. So you rolled a what, Stevie? A 16. Plus dexterity <gasps> bonus. Uh, dexterity is plus two. So that's an 18. Uh-oh. So who are you throwing that at? Brett? Brett, Me. yeah. Brett, does that hit your AC? Oh, yeah. I have. It, it got me. Oh, no. <laughs> Roll damage for that. Do you see the damage there, Stevie? Do I say what my... No. AC no, is or? you just say yes, a yes or no, basically. Yes, it Maybe got make me. It a noise and pain. So if he throws a dagger, Stevie. So just for <laughs> instance, Stevie has two daggers. Yep. I'm just going to give that away. Maybe he has other stuff. Maybe he doesn't. But one dagger is gone, right? 
It's on Brett yeah. Square. Yep. Brett, that hit Stevie. you. It's one D4 plus two. So roll a D4, Stevie. Okay. <laughs> I want this to be low, right? <gasps> oh my gosh. Brett, that's oh. three off your total, okay? Okay, Sorry. that's as don't, good as it could be, though, right? It is, but you don't have yes. to say what that is. The only clues I give, and this is important, guys, if this is if somebody gets below half, I will mention that that player is bloodied. Other than that, it's not really your business to know what their HP is. But anyway, who is up next? Who just shot that arrow? Stevie? Stevie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you threw that uh, one of your two daggers. Kylo, you're up. I will uh, examine the uh, box. You have to spell that out a little bit more. What physically does your character do? So I got these two guys next to me. Yeah. We're kind of in the throes of fighting. I kind of sidestep and then reach in and pick up what's in there and hold it before me. Okay. As you reach in and start picking it up, I need you, Mikey, and Pappy to give me a dexterity check. Yeah, good call. Bullshit, you motherfucker. I knew you were going to pull some Josh <laughs> shit. Come on, it's covered in something. Go ahead and roll and say what you got. No! I got a 15 total. Add add dexterity. I have 14. Uh, 20 unnatural. 20 unnatural. Pappy. That sucks. Kylo. You two both barrel roll out of the way, and I'm going to go ahead and move you guys both five feet in one direction. (laughs) Mikey, you get a little stuck, and it doesn't hit you for full force, but this is going to hit you. A poisonous spray going to hit you for a D6. Oh, sorry. Four damage of poison is dealt to you as Kylo does succeed in pulling up a round brass shield, possibly previously owned by King Leonidas himself. Kylo, holding the shield is going to add plus three to your AC. Dope. (laughs) We get to the end of the round. I'm going to roll a D6. And the storm is going to come in another two squares. As this happens, and the winds are just howling, Brett. You're up. Oh, so Corey's got a shield that's going to help him block crap, I guess? It adds Mm -hmm. three to his armor class. Damn. <laughs> Am I close enough that can uh penis tin or whatever Fabby's name is? Dickinton. What's your name? Yes. Paptidius. You guys are struggling. Can Paptidius hear me? Yes. Oh, Anyone yes. could potentially hear you. Should I come to your aid? <laughs> yes, fair deformed friend. Come. Join the battle. Okay. I'm gonna take 25 feet due east. Can I uh, use my ranged weapon on Mikey? You may. You you could use any weapon. You are five feet away from Mikey. 
Which one's better? I can't. I don't know what this stuff means. What has the higher number after the D? Brett, let's have a little aside, a little pretend to aside, okay? All right. I yep. would say any of your, usually a smaller long-ranged weapon is going to be riskier and a smaller attack, right? Anything close. So you said- Anything close with like a plus bludgeoning damage might be good. Also, if okay. something is a bonus action, that means you can essentially do it twice. Oh, okay. Ooh. Just so you know. Okay, so I'd like to use my martial arts unarmed strike attack on Mikey. Okay, so roll a strength roll against him. Is that a 20? That is a d20 plus your okay. strength. One, plus one. Okay, so what'd you roll? Ugh. 11. So that's a 12. Mikey, does that beat your AC? No. Even after, didn't he lose some stuff or? Oh, no, he didn't lose that was a health point. All right, you took an action, Brett. Mikey, what does that look like as Brett takes a martial action, martial arts <laughs> unarmed strike against you? I uh, just uh, stand back. <laughs> judo away his his uh kick or whatever and i uh just kind of take a step back and just ready myself to strike him you can't actually take a ready in action at this point but brett is that the end of your turn or do you have a bonus action or anything else i do have a bonus action oh yeah oh let's go what do you want to do so i think i want to attack him with the same kick since he laughed at me last time so your bonus action (laughs) is Another martial arts unarmed strike. Basically, how I look at this, Brett, is you have two guns, one for each of them. Mm, nice. Go ahead and roll again a d20 plus strength. Give me something good. There we go. <sighs> plus one. 15 plus one. Does that beat your AC, Mikey? Yep. Roll damage, Brett. Oh, Brett. Which one's damage? The D. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Which one is it? It's a D4 plus two for an unarmed strike. For you. I just say I don't know what D4 is. It's the lowest first one. one. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Plus two, whatever this is. D4 plus two. Dice with four sides. Nope. Sorry. How do I get the other one out? Oh, you rolled? Sorry. You did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. A I two plus two. Okay. Mikey, that's four damage. And Mikey is bloodied, guys. He is deeply wounded you might see a little bit of blood pouring out of every single pore that he has actually <laughs> mikey why don't you judo these nuts <laughs> stevie you mean me um pappy you're up next uh okay well i'll see kylo with the shoot i'll say i'll deal with you later i look over at bloodied poisoned mikey and i take my <laughs> quarter staff again in two hands and i swing it at his fucking head with two hands Oops. you said or one with hand. two hands so that's a strength check for you nine <laughs> a nine plus your strength is a no no sorry i rolled a 10 and then i minus one mikey does that nine. Mikey, what does that look like as Pappy swings his nine at you, your AC? A nine? His quarterstaff with two hands. I grab his quarterstaff with my bare hand and I kick him in the nuts. (laughs) Hold on. No, you can't do any damage. You just dodge. (laughs) 
It didn't hurt. It doesn't do any damage. It's just a humiliating <laughs> kick in the nuts. Oh, fuck. And then I slap him. You like fake <laughs> kick him in the nuts and he flinches. It's really embarrassing for him. But Mikey, that puts you up. It's your turn. I go 30 feet straight down. <laughs> Can I attack Brett with my ranged weapon? Uh, what is the... Uh, what is the maximum range of your... Uh, normal range to 30 feet, disadvantage range 31 to a 120. 120? Damn. Ooh, baby. Let's see. You will try. You know what? You're exactly 30 feet away, so I'm going to not give you... From who? From Stevie? That's Stevie. He's trying to And Brett. Ah. You're actually closer. You're only 25 feet away from Brett. Bermuda Triangle. So it's advantage. And might I remind you not to give Mike an advantage, but everyone has an inspiration point where if you choose to spend it, you don't get it again, but you get an advantage on your roll. So Mikey, with that, you are within range of Brett or Stevie if you want to do an uh, I yeah. gotta go after Brett. Gotta go after Brett, and I'm gonna use that inspiration point. Oh no! Inspire me. Okay, so you get to roll two d20s. Oh shit! Oh my buddy. god! Holy, Holy shit! shit. Rolling. I mean, just roll another one, just in case. Roll off the dust. Okay. Got a twenty. You've been waiting for this for five years. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> What is your range attack? What is it? What I have are you a sling. doing? It says range attack plus four to hit. Hit one d four damage. Okay, so you get one d four. Roll a d four in the chat. Oh my god! Ugh. And because you rolled a d twenty, that is a critical hit, and that is twice damage. So that is eight. Oh my. Brett is not bloodied. He's unconscious on the ground with zero hit points. How many hit points? <laughs> you have zero hit points. You're at zero. That's bad, right? We'll get back to you. Yeah, that's real bad. You're practically dead. I don't know how you're going to get healed. Me. <laughs> is, is, is he no, dead? Brett, you cannot speak. Stevie, I can't you, talk. Sorry, Stevie, you're a you can talk as a potter, but not as like a character. So, do I have to kill Brett or is he dead? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you if you strike Brett and hit him for more hit points, he will die. Uh-huh. Otherwise, he has to roll each turn to see if he lives or dies, and he has like kind of like three chances. Okay, but as he crawls around prone. Just go kick Never him. die, man. Go kick but him. His five foot thing, is that still an act even though he's unconscious? No, he cannot ready an action. <laughs> he's going he's, nowhere. He's prone. <laughs> Stevie's right. been waiting for this. He's going to be like, oh, I'm arrogant, huh? I'm stubborn, huh? Since I'm 30 feet away, take me 25 feet you towards are. Brett. I'm going I'm to use my unarm strike attack. That puts you here. Is that fair enough? Is that next to Brett? Do you see where I'm at on the no. map? That's five feet away. That's that's me. That's, that's Mikey. Oh, wait. That's dead center in the map, yeah, Josh. Yeah, Brett's dead You're center. F- oh, you want to be 
here. Next to Brett. Yeah, since he's unconscious, I want to put a bullet in his head. This whole <laughs> battle is happening over where the box was for the audience at home. It's chaos. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what you need to do. Unarmed strike Kylo, attack. Kylo, can you help me out here? Do Does the person that's down, do they roll like disadvantage if they're down like this? Or do they have an AC? Yeah, there should be a disadvantage. Is okay. that the official so that means that. I think that means that to hit, Stevie rolls uh, twice, and whichever one is higher hit is uh, the one that he takes. Okay. So to finish him off, you have two rolls to beat Brett's AC. Am I rolling a 20, or which one am I rolling? You roll a D20, and what are you using to hit him with? Uh, It's an unarmed strike attack. I mean... Stomp his head. There's no no plus strength or dexterity bonus. It's just... An unarmed strike, so just plus zero, yep. whatever you roll. Roll okay. roll two times in the chat. Alright, I'm going. Relax. God. <laughs> I'm stretching, man. I'm you know, I'm getting limbered up to do a you know, a people's elbow on him. That's all. <laughs> if you hit to strike, then we will let you paint the picture. I haven't seen your roll pop up yet. He wants it so bad. 17. <gasps> Look in. What's your other one? Like that about to be. 14. Does a 17 beat your armor class, Brett? Is is there no like minus anything? No. Brett. Yes, it does. Do you still have your inspiration point? Yes. Since this is your last dying throw, if you want to use your inspiration point to negate his advantage, I will let you. Can I use inspiration point to negate his inspiration point? Yes, you can. You can, Stevie. If Brett does that, you can use yours. Absolutely. So is there even a point? (laughs) Yes, if you want Stevie to burn his. Do it. Do it, Brett, for the team. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, so what do you want to do, Stevie? So if I use the inspiration point to negate his inspiration point, he's done, right? He it would be he would die on your whim, Stevie. Yeah, I say let's use inspiration point. He wants it so bad. <laughs> okay, it's payback for calling him arrogant and and. What does this look like as you strike Brett down? I put him in the middle of this evil uh, medieval wrestling ring. Hold on. Aren't you like many feet away from him? Or did you get close? I forget. I got close for this. Okay. Then I I threw him in the middle of the ring and I started removing my elbow pad slowly. And then I go back off the turnbuckle back and forth and throw down the people's elbow. Please divert taking light of snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I called you stubborn. <laughs> Stevie, you mm. just killed a man. With a people's wow. with a people's elbow, yeah. I want you to take a constitution check. So roll okay. a D twenty and add your constitution modifier. Roll the D twenty seven. The constitution is plus two. So what is the total? Nine. A nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. So with a nine, 
you feel a strong wave of guilt (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) bore through you and you feel like if that would have been a little bit worse it could have done some damage I'm sorry. I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and delete Brett from the map. Uh, That's so sad. Oh, I wanted to loot him. <laughs> oh, his loot could still be on the ground, by the way. So I'm going to make a little marker there. Tell Peppy a little... I love him. <laughs> Peptidious. Ooh, it is. It's a little skull for the audience at home. Who's up next? Corey. All right, Pappy's in front of me. I want to, in a swift, deft motion, get close to him and with my dagger, come at him and try to stick him in the side under his arm. <gasps> uh, what are you trying to say with this kind of move? Are you trying to like change this from a strength to dexterity check? Like, what are you. In a swift, deft motion. So, this is a roll d20 plus dexterity, Kylo. With your dagger. Oh, no. What is it? So I rolled 14, and it adds two. <gasps> that, be- that beats my AC. <laughs> it does beat his AC. Roll damage, which is what, Kylo? I rolled the 1d4, and I rolled a 4, oh. plus I have plus two piercing damage. Six damage to Pappy. Total of six damage. Pappy... You are bloodied, but describe your state mm-hmm. as Kylo skewers my, you. My the flap of my armpit skin is hanging from where it used to be. You can see the hairs <laughs> just dangling, mixed with the blood. Ew. But I'm undeterred. I'm a Spartan. Isn't that the end of the round? Actually, it I is. It's the end of the round, so I need to roll a d6. It's a five. Holy fuck, boys. This map is not looking good. I agree. (laughs) Don't worry about the aesthetics, uh, Kylo. (laughs) Brills, you're at the top of the order. I'm dead. But you're dead. So, Pap, bloodied, uh, bloodied Pap, you're up. Can I run 20 feet to the west? Of course you can. Let me go 10 feet, like a little bit over. Like that? And then down a little, then down one. Hey, now. <laughs> okay. Southwest. Okay. I'll allow can I do it. The anci- can I do the ancient Spartan trick of like curling into a little ball? For my action, so I'm harder to hit with a ranged weapon. Is there anything I can hide behind? I think yeah. that would require a wisdom check, to be honest. All right, let me do that. Okay. Let me do that. 17 plus 1, 18. Yeah, absolutely, wow. actually. What is your what you you mentioned earlier you have a quarter staff? You actually mm-hmm. see the spot where like a few bushes have been growing. And you kind of get in the middle of that and use it as a little yeah. bit of a shield. Okay, is that fair enough? Jump into the so bushes. He has cover now. Tons got, of bushes and Spartan. Got a little bit the of cover. Ancient Spartan tradition of hiding. 
Is that you readying an action? Is that you moving? I nope. think that's your turn. That's just me. That's my action. Mikey, you're up. <laughs> I, uh, can I line up right with uh, CV and Pap? I'm just using my range attack and I'm slinging these shots straight up into the air and arcing them right down on Pap's head. <laughs> They're going huh. right up in the air and right down on his noggin. Hold can on. Can you reach me? What I'm is that? Bush. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Um... Mikey has a sling. You've have you? Sh- I'm saying Stevie Duck. <laughs> you can't. No, <laughs> Duck. I'm ducking. I'm down. I'm ducking. Mikey, you've already used like your inspiration point and everything, but I love. Paps. So Paps dying. I'm- he's he's on his deathbed. Uh, let me just finish him off from long range. An inspiration point means that if it, someone does something that like is unique or creative the DM can do that and just give them an inspiration point. So I'm going to give you an extra one here, Mikey, (laughs) but I'm going to cross it off. You used it up and I'm going to allow you to shoot two slinged rocks at Pappy. Have you slung any yet? This is your first one you saw. Uh, yeah, I nailed Brett right in the fucking dome. I, I JFK'd Brett. He's down. I'm going to let you shoot those at Pappy, and the second one's going to be a disadvantage. So go ahead and roll for uh, D20 plus dexterity to hit Pappy with these two. Okay, so the first one, yeah. it's a 15 plus dexterity. What is that, Mikey? Plus two, 17. 17, does that, that hit? What is, your, what is the damage on a sling? 1D4, roll a D4. Does four damage? Oh my god! In heaven, <laughs> I shoot. I I fling this thing straight up into the sky. I'm yelling, Stevie, hit the dirt! <laughs> and Stevie <laughs> sucks. Stevie, ass to grass on the ground, and this thing is coming straight down at Pap's head like a meteorite coming out of It's like nowhere. Simon Birch. Yeah. I'm like sorry. Sorry. <laughs> With disadvantage, <laughs> roll another d20 for the second I one. I split Pap in half. Pap gets split in half no, by my it, stone. The second one is more of a wanton Hail Mary towards the sky. Roll two d4 or d20s, a 13 and a 5. Let's go. All so this f- to kick it spoilers, men. <laughs> <laughs> Does a 7? <seven>? Pappy. <laughs> There's a seven hit. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Stevie, you're up. <sighs> How is he still alive? I'm in a bush. What was the first roll I did? <laughs> well, what's charisma Sorry. mean to me? When can I use charisma? <laughs> when we're all five feet away from each other and talking. When there's an NPC. <laughs> Coax me out of the bush. Can I get right. happy out of the bush and wide open? <laughs> what do you say aloud to try to make this happen? <laughs> Hey, there's hot dogs and milk. Come out. <laughs> you set down a can of cat food and open it. Do you have any uh, Papa John's garlic sauce to go with that? What about butter from the popcorn? Stevie, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do I really have to talk to him? I mean, all you really got to lay out for Pap is anything that'll make him greasy. He'll come running. So I'm going to tell him I got hot dogs, hot dog buns, and all the Pap grease in the world that he needs. And he will come running. What does your character, Stevie, your character is named fucking, <laughs> hold on a second, let me, let me As a medical ailment, okay? Yeah. Please try and be historically accurate, <laughs> laryngitis. Diverticulitis. Diverticulitis. What do you say out loud? <sighs> Paptidious, come out from the bush. And feast on ample pap grease, for I have many. <laughs> mm. Roll two d20s. Let's go. Uh, let's see, d20. Pappy. Nine. He needs to Four. beat your constitution. Damn. Where's that? Your passive constitution. He gets a charisma bonus, right? <laughs> yes, Pat. Yeah, Stevie, add your charisma. Pappy, this is all about your constitution. It's a 15. Okay. You see that 15? Okay, 15. Yeah. What did Stevie roll? Sorry, I can't look at multiple screens at once. I rolled a nine and a four. Okay. So, no. Pappy, you hear this aloud, but how do you respond? I say, um, listen, where would you get pap grease out here in the middle of the storm? (laughs) 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 It's the first time I've been offered pap grease. Trust me, bro. I've Come hither. For, trust me, bro. I've fallen for the scheme many a time. <laughs> Seriously, bro. You never had this kind of pap grease. Seriously, bro. You know the bro. supply chain's fucked. There's no pap grease out here. <laughs> Stevie, do you want to like a, try to attack or move or what's your call here? Yeah, uh, take me. Uh, let's see here. De-pa-pa-pa-pa. Take me a 20 feet. Actually, you know what? Take me 15 feet southeast. Here. That's southwest. It's a little bit to the right. Sorry. Josh, you know east and west? Okay, go up. Not really. Go go up a little more. Up, up, (laughs) up, up, up. Right there. Perfect. Josh, you you not know north, south, east, west? Sometimes I get my Indianas mixed up. Kylo, you're up. There's only one Indiana. (laughs) Finish out the round. I want to run up to Pappy just southwest on the map. Run up, do a somersault, and try to... Stick a knife in him. Doesn't sound good. A knife, knife, you say? Yeah, I have a dagger. A dagger, you say? It's a synonym for knife. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Everyone needs to go to the roll dice with friends and see what Corey's roll is. Corey, say it out loud, please, and add your... I'll give you a dexterity modifier again. I have rolled an... Seven. Pat does not beat my armor class. No. Is there anything else you could do or would like to do here? You kick dirt in his eyes. You trimmed about a bit of my bush. So. You can say something to try to intimidate him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you shall die in your pool of grease, knave. <laughs> As Corey says this. Instead of the storm getting smaller, you guys haven't hear, really heard any like wisps of wind. But instead, you look up, and all of a sudden, there's like these bleachers, and you see this tall, six four, asshole guy. Hi, Josh. And he says, "Hello, I'm King Joshinitis. 
May my arrows blot out the sun. Mm. Everyone roll a dexterity check. Plus 20 plus your dexterity. 20 plus uh. 18 plus 2. I got a 20. Pappy, what'd you get? 20. With your dirty 20, you not only roll out of the way, would you like to move 5 or 10 feet in any direction as you roll? Yeah, can I move where Brett's dead body is? <laughs> that is too far away. And you'd have to roll through Kylo, so no. Okay. Then let me move to the southwest two feet. There. It's yeah. not even cold yet. Nobody cares. Put him on okay. ice. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bury it when I got there. Mikey, what did you roll? A dirty 21. A dirty 21. Mikey, you have the same option as Pat. I'm I'm. I'm Rick rolling right towards Pep. I'm finishing him off. I'll give you this, okay? You can't get all the way up to him. Stevie? I got fucking smashed, bro. I rolled a four. Okay. You're going to take a D4 damage. And I'm going to mm. go. I'm going to roll that live, okay? Oh, God. It's deep in the foam. <laughs> it's a four. Ugh. You gotta believe me. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> I believe you. Kylo, what'd you get? Ten. Ten. It's a D4. Kylo, what does this look like as oh. a one point of damage hits you? From an arrow blotting out the sun. It grazes my calf. <laughs> Perfect. We're all the way back to the top of the order, which would be Brett, but instead, it's a deeply disturbed happy. Okay. I'm going to die like a Spartan. I'm going to pop out of the bush, yell four pap grease, and swing <laughs> my two-handed quarterstaff at Kylo's head one last time. Why do you say one last time? Okay. I'm probably going to die. Go ahead and raise. He's going to crit miss and die. be 20 plus strength, my friend. Okay. 14. Does a 14 beat Kylo's AC? It does not. <laughs> Okay, Pappy, is there anything else you'd like to take do on your turn? You've already no. taken an action. Okay. Nope. Okay, Mikey. I'm going to ranged weapon attack, Pap. Oh. From afar. Okay, so ranged weapon attack for Mikey. What, what exactly is it? It's a sling. You got seven stones left. Go ahead and roll a d20. 11 plus 2, 13. Mm-hmm. That beats my armor class. Yeah. Okay. The sling got me. So that puts you down to zero. Well, he's got to roll his damage, right? Well, yeah, sure. Roll your damage. Two. Yeah, okay. So Not you're at zero. zero. <laughs> Thank I'm you. One. Anything I'm else one. you'd like to do there? No. You're at- Is that one? Is he still on the board? No. Is he standing? He's at zero. Okay. You're at five, down to one, then to zero. Pap. It's very sad. Mikey, your turn is over. Brett is officially dead. Pap is actually just downed. So just go with that. Mikey, you, your turn is over. Stevie, you're up. Um, how far is Mikey from Pappy? 10 feet from a down Pappy. Can I move like directly... South of Mikey and use a ranged uh, ranged attack. On whom? Pappy. And and I'm using that'd be the last of my daggers, right? To do what? 
for a long range attack. Pappy is dead. I thought you said he was just down, not dead. Okay, you want to finish his ass off? Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. You said last Martin you standing. Said, yes. You still I want to kill this board. guy. Stevie. We got to double tap everybody. Okay, so can I, can I roll? Absolutely, roll. Roll oh, the 20 plus. signals here, man. Plus You're like, dexterity. Do Don't plus do that. Dexterity. He's not dead. He's just down. Been way? ready since first call. Roll. Okay, so then we're at, see, dexterity plus two. 19. Oh. Plus two oh, is no. the 21. It doesn't matter what damage it is, Stevie. You're going to finish off your buddy, Pappy. The, one of the brainchilds of spoilers. What does this look like? <sighs> I'm going to go out to him. <coughs> Actually, no, I'm not going to go out to him because I'm throwing it. I am going to run like an Olympic javelin thrower and throw this thing as hard as I humanly possibly can. And hoping that it uh, it sticks him. That's all I can hope for. It does. He dies, and that dagger lands in that spot that I just marked. Stevie, that's the end of your turn. Kylo, you're up. And might I add, you're the only person with an inspiration point left. All right. So I want to like do a zigzag run toward him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's gonna co- that's gonna cost you thirty feet to zigzag, <laughs> all thirty feet. Yeah, can't just be yeah serpentine, serpentine. Okay, so I'm like a zigzag run toward him. Yep. And then when I approach, I kind of want to like get down on one knee and like do a spin and like come at him from the side with a dagger. With a dagger. Oh, like Angelina Jolie and Eternals. Yeah, Angelina Jolie and Eternals. I'm doing that exact move. Oh. Everyone in Centauri 6 is going to die. Roll a d20 plus dexterity. 18. Fuck. Sounds like it hits. Roll damage for that dagger. That is 4 plus 2 piercing damage. 6. That sucks. Stevie is so bloody right now. Not dead. He's definitely not dead. Kylo, what does this look like as you stab old friend Stevie with a dagger. Well, I'd like to think that the Xerxes guy, you, Josh, like watching, like, like, t- like gasps at how fucking epic this move was. Like, it was, it was like some parkour level shit going on. Like, run, like a zigzag run. I crouched down. I came up. I stuck him in the side. And then I gave him like a, a mean Leonidas stare as he like, kind of like doubled over in pain. <laughs> At the end of this round, again, you don't hear a breeze, but you look up and you see me again, my cute little face. And I say, I'm Josh. I'm King Joshinitis. And I take. And welcome to Jackass. <laughs> I take pity upon you. I give you. And I roll a d4. Each two more hit points. So if you would have been down at the end of round five, you would have been able to get up with those two hit points, but. Mikey, Stevie, and Kylo, you both are up plus two. Oh, thank God. Mikey, you're up. I make a break for those daggers directly above me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're here. So this one right here? Yep. There should be two there, right? There's one there. There's another one over here. That's a free action to go ahead and pick that dagger up. 
Uh, I uh, do a little backflip. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of hope that those two guys finish each other off <laughs> while I'm far away. That's fucking dope. I'm going to move you back five feet. And Mikey, you're going to go ahead and get an inspiration point back. Let's go. Let's. Backflip. <sighs> Stevie, you're up. What do you do? Well deserved. Uh, what's this over here? Is that another dagger? This over here is a dagger. That's your dagger, actually. <laughs> yeah, take me to it. Uh, and Brett's body, right? You know what? That's right at the 32 and a half meter mark. I'm going to need a oh, constitution. I'm so cunning. Give me a uh, constitution like, check to see if you can reach for that. You got to get over a coin flip over a 10. Your roll plus two. 11. 11 plus two. That's 13. You grab this dagger. You got a dagger back. <sighs> Let's go. With it. How far away? Am I, how far away am I from um, Kylo? You are twenty feet away from Kylo. And no, that's Mikey. Mikey. You're away, okay. twenty feet away from both. This is a perfect triangle right now. <laughs> just yeah, let me do a long range on Kylo. Good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't know which of each you are, but you're going to do a what? Long range attack on Kylo. It's long range. Twenty Whoa. feet is long range. Yep. Well, it's normal range. 20 feet is normal longer. range, but you're going to throw your yeah. dagger again. Okay. Throw yep. uh, throw a D20 plus dexterity. Oh. Uh, plus dexterity plus two. 13 plus two, 15. Kylo? My armor class is 15. Okay. So what I like to do is say a full damage minus one. So roll for damage on that. Okay. Okay, yeah, so it's I just rolled a four, so that'd be six, right? Minus one, so that's five, five damage. Kylo? I'm not bloody yet. Damn. So I will uh, go just to the south, just to the south of Stevie's position on the map. Just to the east of it? Just to the south of Stevie. <laughs> just to the south of him, okay. So straight there. So as... As close as I need to be to be in range to do another dagger attack. How many daggers do you uh, have? I'm I'm not throwing them. God damn. <laughs> you just need to be five feet to <laughs> actually try to stab him with a dagger. Let's see. I'm I'm gonna do something fancy. I'm gonna do a I'm gonna spring up in the air and try to like come down at his chest quickly. So because of that, I'll give you the chance to do double damage, but you're gonna have to roll what? at a disadvantage. To even do the damage. So roll a deep regular attack is good with me. You just want to do a regular attack? Yeah. So you don't want to jump in the air and aim for his chest and all that shit. No, I'm doing that, but I'm not uh, a <laughs> it's just the, the descriptor, not the uh <laughs> He's gonna look sick doing it. It's just a regular yeah, attack. Okay. It looks cool. So instead of like really jumping up and extending, this is kind of like just a show-offy little like shitty somersault, but Kylo, go ahead and run. Roll one d twenty. Uh, what modifier? Your dexterity with your little roll. Um, I lost my character sheet somehow. It's too much shit to manage. <laughs> I got all of your character sheets up. It's fine. Your dexterity is a plus two. All right, I rolled a sixteen then. Okay, does that beat your AC, Stevie? Yes, it does. Can you roll a damage for a strike with a dagger, Corey? Three plus two. 
Damn. That is five damage. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, okay, Stevie? You've already been mm. bloodied. You are down to two life. <sighs> and as we reset to the top of the order, <sighs> the wind howls a little bit more, and you see the storm, just like in Fortnite, relentlessly circle up around <laughs> you. <laughs> Mikey, there's just three people left to toss the spoiler man. Brett's long gone. What are you going to do? <laughs> you have three health points left. I move 30 feet down and look at Stevie like Wesley Snipes in New Jack City. <laughs> no way! And I cry. No I cry. Way. <laughs> I didn't attack you once. You look at him. Uh, I, I ready my long range. Do I have still have that? Do I? Is there like a nut count on that? You have like you on? have like seven stones left. Sure. Uh, How many feet does he need to get within yeah. to trigger it, though, Mikey? Thirty. Uh, he needs to be within thirty. I think he's in thirty now. So you're just shooting him. Yeah, I gotta put you down. <laughs> okay, roll the d twenty. <laughs> you're shooting a sling at him for your action. Sixteen. Plus dexterity, which is a two for Mikey. Does an 18 hit you, Stevie? Oh, yeah. Okay, your damage for a sling is 1d4. Stevie has two points left. So what do you roll for a d4 here, Mikey? A four. (laughs) Stevie? I cry when I do it, but (laughs) I put him down. Why? Why? (laughs) At two, Miguel. Kylo. Stevie done, done. Stevie is, you, you know, you're right. He's actually, Stevie is fucking just down. He's at zero health points, but he's not dead. He's unconscious. I want to walk up to him with arrogance and stomp on his neck. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say just roll an unarmed attack roll. Jeez, Brett, take it easy. <laughs> I have so many assists. I rolled a natural one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you missed. <laughs> is made of iron. Uh, as Kylo stomps down, he barely misses. Stevie, you find Kylo's foot inches from your face. Does your dying body choose to bite down on this toe in front of your eyes or not? Do I bite his toe? It's your choice if you want Kylo's foot, sandy foot in your mouth or not for this spite. Kylo Kylo rolled so bad that you get sort of like a counter. (laughs) I mean. Bite his toe. Yeah, I mean, I could just see it. Like if he's trying to stomp down, like me like biting (laughs) off his big toe and convulsively dead body style, like blowing it back in his face. I want you to roll a D4, please. Ooh, me? Yes. Right. Take four. <laughs> four. <laughs> Whoa. Kylo, this fucking stings as this half-dead body <laughs> zombies down on your foot. Mikey, the top of the order. I like to, hold on. I grab my foot and I jump up and down like a cartoon character. <laughs> Ow! Uh, King... King Joshinitis, 
just looks on and nods. He's clearly enjoying the scene. Mikey, you're up. Um, I, I, uh, well, if Corey's hopping around on one foot, I line up a shot at Corey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing both sides here. That way I always come out on top. So I, I slingshot Corey as best as I can. So you held on to detail that Corey laid out there. So I'm going to. Not only give you advantage on this one, but I'm going to give you another uh, inspiration point, Mikey. Go ahead and roll with this uh, sling. Mikey. You have six left, Mikey. You have six sling. Unlimited ammo to me. Mikey the tired. Six little stones left. 12 plus this dexterity? Yes. 14. Roll it twice. Hmm. Does the 14 Three. beat your AC, Kylo? Does not. What is your AC? <gasps> 15. 15. I got a Spartan shield, baby. This is so close that it kind of hits the other side of your lip and bloodies that one too. <laughs> and you take another one damage, taking you down. T- this is Josh rules, by the way. This isn't real <laughs> D&D shit Kylo. Where you take Where you take damage, even though like your AC... Uh, writes it off. Stevie, That's Josh actually here. roll a death yeah. saving roll, Stevie. Just to roll a d20 really quick. No pluses to it. Okay. Stevie, live. 18. Okay, so that's one, that's one in the positive column. If you get to three, you get back up to one health point. Doubt it's going to happen, but Kylo, you're up. So you to roll again? Or, okay, gotcha. This alliance ends now. <laughs> <laughs> and i run up to stevie and i do my famous athena move when i spin on one knee just slice his gut he just did this you're right he'll never see it coming he'll never see it coming i'm sorry mikey i meant you run up to mikey and do this oh shit mikey the tired okay Hey, I thought we had an alliance. <laughs> Are you doing that flip shit <laughs> to the increase the risk and increase the damage or not, Kylo? Is this like... No, it's just a good descriptor. I like to add like a, a visual aid okay. to my actions. Roll your de- roll your d20. Add your dexterity. Uh, it's a six total. Mikey, what happens when Kylo does this? I... I... I, I it's... I kind of just like sidestep out of the way and stick my foot out and he kind of trips over my foot and he kind of face plants I'm not going to make Kylo go prone for this but Kylo you almost (sighs) get dusted so it comes back to Josh Leonidas or King Leonidas sorry it comes back to King Joshinitis. it's a four boys that's not going to be good so, Mikey, you are fully in the black. I need you to roll a dexterity check. Is that four? That's a 20. You roll a 20. D20. Okay. Six. Plus two. Eight. Mikey, with an eight, you see the blackness start gathering around you, <laughs> and you have enough time to start running towards ground. But you don't make it, and you just fall into space, and you are off the map. Oh, no. (laughs) Stevie, you have another 
<laughs> he fell. <laughs> this is a saving throw roll. Stevie. Ah, six. That is one in the negative column. Three of those and you're dead. Kylo, you're the only person standing tall. What do you want to do? I want to walk up to the west of Stevie, take my knife, lean down with precision, <laughs> cut his throat. <laughs> Roll a d20. No somersaults. 14. Yeah, that beats it. Kylo, what do you say as you stab his throat and also as you throw it away to spoil it, man? <laughs> Your time has come. This is spoilers. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Special thank you to our patrons. Nick. I'll skill you where you stand. David. True. But this is politics, not war. Matt Troll. Embrace me as her king and as her god. The wolf begins to circle the boy. Claws of black steel. Fur as dark night. Eyes glowing red. Jewels from the pit of hell itself. The wolf. Let me guess. You must be... The Meg. Davy Kerr. Wise King, I humbly request an audience. Spencer. Thanks, his heart! Face obliteration! Oh! Barky 420. Look! Persians! Total movie recall. I will do my best to gather our counsel, and its chamber shall be filled with your voice. Nurse Stacy. Instead, ask yourself, my dearest love, what should a free man do? Brother Brian. It's just that I never told him that I loved him the most. That he stood by me with honor. Give thanks, man! Ten Leonidas and the brave Druid King. Damn it!
victory! You guys all back? Matthew McConaughey is in contact? Oh yeah, he's the second is, lead. Yeah. Is everyone back? I'm back. Are we good? I think everyone's back. Yeah, back. Good. We all have a good attitude oh my God, going we're into back this. Again. Right? Oh yeah, I'm jacked. I'm pumped. Yeah. Stevie just saw them in concert. Did you? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Oh. That sounds like fun. It was fun. Let's do it, George. No, Brett, anything else? <laughs> fun? You kidding me right now? Man, you too. <laughs> Brett, I swear to God. Corey. It's all Brett's you guys, fault. You guys need to do a couple episodes of just you two. Because that would be gold. That would be a good one. That was spoilers.